Hey everybody. Sniff. Sniff right. indeed. Welcome to Full Starts Podcast, where we like to talk about movies that tried to have sequels, but they didn't have sequels. On my left today is Ashley. Good now. And on my right today is Luifa. Chinese Hafa Hello. <laughs> and I am Dan, the host for this month. Guys, would you eat someone with a tattoo? Yes. Yeah? Ashley? Well, yeah, he basically it depends. The farmer has to brand them anyway. Well, I can tell you what, oh, you're both yeah. wrong, because the answer is no, because Jeffrey Dahmer turned around and said, nope, you shouldn't eat someone with a tattoo. They taste like shit. Anyway, that'll do. Roll the intro. So, Twitter poll. Oh, fuck yeah, we do those, don't we? We do do those, yes. So our last one was Sorry, for... Sorry, it's been like three months since we've recorded yeah, a podcast. It's been a while. It's been a year. Ashley, tell us why we didn't record in January. Because you two were very conscientious to my needs, and I'm very thankful for that. Such a prick. I've never liked you. <laughs> he can't help that his butthole was leaky. Twice. Yep. So would you like to know who won the poll? Yeah, go on then. It was a tie between me and so you. So enthused. I know. <laughs> we both got 50%. What, so, so we what was the movie again? It was Home Alone. It was oh, the yeah. We watched Home Alone. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Four and five. But that's not all we're here to talk about today. We're here to Have talk about <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016. The present I gave you guys no. to people, if you cast your minds back, I gave these guys a present live on air and uh, they were ecstatic to receive copy of Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. The extended version. Ashley, let's talk about Home Alone 2 some more. Rob Schneider's in that film. So he's all right. He is. Fuck off he's Rob Schneider's right. in that he film. Is. Yeah. That's like the, I think it's the best thing Rob Schneider's ever done. I promised you guys earlier, I asked you guys to bring your shot glasses mm. because I have a present for you guys. Okay. And since it's Ghostbusters, well, I thought... Every time we mention Ghostbusters... It's Ecto Cooler. It's Crystal Skull hey. Vodka. Fucking what? Hey. I bought some Crystal Skull Vodka. So, uh, Good I, Lord. So I poured you guys out a shot. Oh, Feel we? free. I thought it's quite nice. Pick up your, so pick up your shot. I'll say cheers to you all. Hope you drink along with us. Los <laughs> Vidania. Get it, Dania. That's not bad. You can taste mm. the diamonds. Mm. You can taste the quadruple distilled. I mean, I, I would give, bad, I'd give it to him. That's, I'll give it to him. It's a nice vodka. Mm. It's not, you know. I've had it before and I liked it, but it was like my 20th drink that night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you seen well, Larry David drink it? Is it yeah. Larry David? Yes, Larry, it's Larry David. Yeah. yeah. No, Larry King. Larry King. Okay, Thank you. King. Whoa, whoa. It's, so, well, it's good. I tell you what. For every oh. nice thing you say about Ghostbusters 2016, I'll pour you a shot. Okay. I You're going to be sober by tonight. Well, that's my last <laughs> shot of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a few nice things. So, shall we get into it then? Yes. Okay, so you two, you two watch the extended the quicker in, quicker edition. The quicker we're out of it, let's yeah. do it. Y you say that. Yeah. <laughs> you say that because... Because yeah. I specifically bought you two the extended edition to watch. Yes. Yeah, so it's two hours and 16 fucking minutes. Mm -hmm. And you, you watched the extended version, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't. Of course he didn't. I never said I was going to watch the extended <laughs> version. No, because I like... Because of that chat where you said you have to watch it too. And I didn't respond. <laughs> Never said I was going to watch it. <laughs> I mean, the oh, what, what do you think? What did you think this was? <laughs> the 
He didn't yeah. give you the DVD to enjoy. I mean, the, it's like half an hour longer. I know. But also, the theatrical release doesn't, doesn't have the, um, the effects coming out the bars. Oh. No. Which the extended edition does, which I initially... Does it not? The theatrical release doesn't. It's, it looks like a proper movie. Oh, yeah. But I, I liked I liked the idea, but they didn't stick to it. I, I thought, okay, if they're doing a bit of proton thing or the ghosts are coming, maybe they're outside the bar. So something extra, something different can exist outside the bar. But that then is, they didn't. That is when it happens, mm. when ghostly stuff happens. I'm and, sure. And proton pack stuff. I'm sure they put some other things in there as well, like uh, like if just the character is off screen and coming onto screen, I think you see a little bit of them clipping. It, we'll get into the movie, I'm sure, but the the, mm. the whole actions of the actions and coming outside of the letterbox really, fu- really annoyed me. It made me so fucking angry. I couldn't fathom. I couldn't understand why why they would put a movie out that looked like that is is there another that's film that's done something similar to that apparently a uh, fantastic beast did it okay. yes and it took me ages yeah. to figure out why why it was happening as well and you know i had to sit down i had to really think why the fuck would they do this and then you know after, after a while after a while of stewing on it in the shower it came to me is, is because there, there was a th- I like he had an angry shower after watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it off me. <laughs> I had to be clean again. The, there was the, this movie was released in theaters in 3D. Was it? There was a th- everything was released in 3D around 2016. Mm. There was a period where everything had a 3D release. So look, yeah. we're still there. Everything has a 3D release if it's. I was gonna say, is, is, it, is that dead yet? Uh, no one no. harps on about no, 3D it's anymore. Not dead. It's still going on, but. For the 3D movie, I, I assume they had these effects where they came out of the letterboxes and it looks, oh, it's going to mm. get me. The ghost is going to get me. So the movie would have been shipped to theatres um, as uh, one, 1.85 by 1, which is close, like closest to 16.9. Yeah. But it has the letterboxes. Anyway, so it looks like a 2.35 movie, but it's actually being displayed 1.85. So the ghosties come outside of the letterboxes and thus look all 3D and spooky. And when, it, when they transferred that to home video, they just left all that shit in. Didn't do a 3D release. Just left, left the stuff outside of the letterboxes. And it looks fucking horrendous. All it would have, all it would have taken was just them you know, put the letterbox, take it into Adobe Premiere or whatever the fuck this was cut on the piece of <laughs> shit movie fucking Final Cut X Windows Movie Maker <laughs> and, and slap a slap a crop you know just put some black bars over where the shit was coming out of the screen because it looks fucking horrific I'm going to stop because it, it may be, I will uh, go on about it for hours probably the reason why they've kept it they've kept it in the extended version is just to say oh it's something else we've added but it looks fucking horrific it doesn't look like a movie I mean, I like the idea. I like the idea of it. They just did it too much and they didn't really stick I mean, to it. The simplest thing of that is they couldn't give a shit because this movie didn't, this movie bombed. But also, on, that's it. on the Blu ray, it seems to not want you to watch the extended edition. Because <laughs> for the first time. Who'd have thunk it? For the first time in my life, I've had something that is, is advertised on the box as extended edition. But whenever you press play, it will automatically play the theatrical version. 
So the, the first option, even when you go into set, do I want to watch the theatrical or the extended? The first option that is selected is theatrical, which I've never seen before. Fucking, I love all this preamble to not talking about the film. <laughs> just anything to not talk about the film. But we need to. Avengers do. What's the first thing we see in this movie? Is it a house? The no. Aldridge Mansion. But even before the Aldridge Mansion, we get oh, to the see Sony the logo. Ghost Corpse logo. Oh, the Ghost Sony Corpse. Logo. Ghost yes. Corpse logo. That's a thing. Still. How exciting was that? Is it? What a presumption. What a presumption to say, look, there will absolutely be more movies. The Ghost Corps. I don't, More well, like it a doesn't... corpse. Dark universe. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to pick that. Tell me, talk me through the movie. We're in the Aldrich Mansion. It's the first scene. <laughs> before, we, before we start. <laughs> <laughs> the first four minutes. Before we start, like when I was, I want to tell you a story. Okay. <laughs> Is... What celebrity did you meet in Morrison's now? <laughs> <laughs> you can't escape this, Lewis. You when... have to talk about the film. I love Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I love Ghostbusters too. I love the Ghostbusters, original Ghostbusters franchise, so much. Did you ever watch real Ghostbusters? The animated series? Of course. And I watched uh, the real Ghostbusters with Slimer. I I got that far. When I was eight or nine, right, I had a friend. Mm. He's my last friend ever. Uh, He was (laughs) from America. And I lent him my video of Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Yeah. On the same tape. I lent him Matilda as well and uh, Dave Mirror's Freestyle BMX. He had it for months. Months and months and months. And I, re- I wanted my video back. I wanted to watch Ghostbusters. And then he moved back to America with them. Without giving them back. And up until watching Ghostbusters 2016, that was my worst Ghostbusters experience. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on him, I'm pretty sure British tapes don't work in USA VCR players. Fucking idiot. (laughs) Dave, you prick. So yeah, I hate this opening haunted house scene. Do you know what makes it worse? The terrible ad-libbing, the terrible improv. Well, this guy, well, on the commentary commentary corner. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's back, commentary (laughs) corner. Uh, Paul Feig describes him as... Oh no, his name's Zach. And describes him as one of the funniest people in the whole wide world. And the majority of the stuff is improvised. Mm-hmm. So the lines are obviously, here we are in the Aldridge Manor. Yeah. And then we get the improvised things. We go, oh, there's a grandfather clock that gave up space for a Estonian woman and child. On the Titanic. Here's yeah. where he decided to enslave elephants yep yep not a thing Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's not funny either no there's so much and he goes oh this is a painting of gertrude and he said famously said oh he must have been drunk god must have been drunk when he created gertrude personality that may have been a line because it's it seems to add up too perfectly with the rest that was a line then fucking yeah can go fucking back to the thing so this entire opening differed this entire opening scene was written by katie dippold yeah, but that's it. Yeah. it looked, my piece looked like F's. Diffled. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Katie Diffled and Paul Feig were the, the How two is writers. How your penis these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> two writers. And initially Paul Feig wanted to do a kind of homage to Ghostbusters 2 where it would be someone who's electrocuted 
mm. um, in this in this first opening scene. Uh, but then he says, mercifully, they threw that out and went, <laughs> went with this instead. Oh, uh, this wasn't merciful. <laughs> no, the entire entire script or lack of is terrible. The only saving grace is that the majority of the effects used in this in that scene. So like the, the green ooze coming up and the staircase falling down was entirely practical. Then why did they make it look like shit? Because of the way they filmed it. Like the the ooze and stuff may have been practical, but then they had this horrific the green like, gas. You green get, gas. Yeah. Yeah. It's But I mean that whole scene is wrong because it takes five minutes to get to anything about ghosts and anything about hey, the ghosts are kind of ghosts are scary. Which Ooh. It takes them five minutes to get to that. Before you get to that, you get a bunch of bunch of stupid comedy. Yeah. I don't care how funny he is. I'm sure he's. I'm not watched the American Office. I'm sure he's funny. I have nothing good. against him. Everything in that scene is terrible. I remember thinking when I first saw this movie. I remember thinking these opening five minutes. It would have been you know the theatrical cut back in 2016. I remember thinking these the opening five minutes were were the best thing in the movie and the keeping in tone. Mm-hmm with the originals and then mm. rewatching it now. I mean, that was because, you know, back in 2016, the rest of the movie experience was marred for me by the rest of the movie. I thought the opening five minutes were the best <laughs> watching it again. I realize how very, very stupid I was. Mm. It's very bad. It's bad. I would love to know why we get such a, such a long introduction and long, long story about, uh, Gertrude Aldrich. We we spend so much time giving a backstory uh, for it to go nowhere. Goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. No, she isn't the she isn't the villain. She doesn't really show up again. We, yeah, she does. She's the first real ghost that the Ghostbusters actually encounter. They interact with her, and then she turns up at the end. But that's it. That's it. She she goes nowhere. She's not. She's, she's not, not a villain. She's, she's not. Yeah. She's not Zool. No. She's not um, Carpathian. We spend so much Goza. time focusing on Gertrude Aldrich that we almost missed the um, ghost summoning device un- yeah. under the under the chest of drawers, which is you know the real plot point that we should be paying attention to. Mm. And this that's bad direction. Ooh, tidbit time. So <laughs> tidbit time. Gertrude Gertrude Aldrich was based on Lizzie Borden. Yes. If you know who that is, yeah, yeah. Tell the audience that. I'm sure everyone knows who you know. Lizzie Borden is, but yeah, she she killed a, her 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 family with a with an axe. Yeah. Before we go any further, mm. <laughs> no, come I on. Wanna, I'd like to stop talking about the movie. No, we're not going to stop talking about the movie. We're going to. I have a note. I'm going to ignore uh, what you're about to say. I've got a note at minus zero minutes. Well, you've missed your chance, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I, chance, I know mate. I have, but I want to go back. Uh, the Blu-ray menu <laughs> is loud as fuck. <laughs> Number one is loud as fuck. <laughs> And number two, as I recall, Fallout Boy and Miss Yellow, Miss Yellow yes, released a god awful song for this movie. Oh, uh, you spoiled my question for later. It comes up at the rock concert part. But the song must have been so bad. That they refuse to feature it on the Blu-ray menu and instead just do Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. 
But yeah. a new version of but Ghostbusters, a new version. which I actually really like. It's fine. It's been in my head. It's yeah. absolutely fine. It's not the there's Missy Elliott actually, Fallout Boy There's about bullshit. three different versions of the Ghostbusters theme yes. in this, and the Fallout Boy version is fucking awful. The Fallout Boy version is worse than the song that they did for Ghostbusters 2, that, like, horrible... Ghostbusters, mm. that's mm. how you call... It's yeah. worse than that, and that is bad. And I'm oh. an apologist for Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> oh, that is I, really bad. I think Ghostbusters 2 is on a par with one. I quite like it. It's not, but I really it's love it. It's got my favourite line in comedy ever. Oh, go on. Do, re, Egon. Yeah. yeah. The joy on Harold Ramis' face is that it's just fantastic. Oh, it's so good. And I bet, <laughs> I tell you what, I bet that was written. I bet somebody wrote that. Yeah. Because mm. you have to tightly write it. Yeah. So. We get to see Erin Gilbert, I think is her name, yes. in the movie. She's the the big scientist teaching I at call her some Lady university. Venkman. Yeah, Lady Venkman. She's a she's Ooh, teaching. She's the stand-in for Venkman at a, at the university, and she's trying to get tenure. And somebody comes up with a book saying, um, "Oh, you know, you wrote this book, um, Ghosts of a Past, both figuratively and literally." Yeah, and I have but- a. I have a note here. I said the Aaron Gilbert picture in the book looks like Tom Cruise in a wig. Yeah. I don't think it meant to. I just think it came up really badly, that picture. The thing is, the bloke, and everything I've seen this bloke in, I didn't look up his name because he doesn't deserve it. Everything I've, <laughs> everything I've seen him in. About? The one who comes in with the ghost book to Aaron Gilbert. Uh, Ed right, Aldridge. Junior. Yeah. Aldridge Junior. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I've seen him on, he plays the same character. He's just always bumbling and going, oh, I'm going to do a thing that I'm just saying I'm doing now, and now you're watching me do it. It's that sort of thing. He never has anything. That's, that's Paul Feig improv movies. He seems to be. Look yeah. at the thing that I'm going to do. I did the thing. <laughs> now let me tell you that I did the thing again. Comedy. And then fart and mug to the camera. Six minutes and 30, mm-hmm. right? There is a Bag reason. Bag I had this note. <laughs> There's a there is a reason that you don't do improv in a movie where you're playing a scientist. Because John be- Apatow didn't write it. It's no, it's because the actors are actors and will generally know fuck all about science. So I quote here: "I think journals hurt the scientific process." Fuck off! What mm. do you know? That's not a joke. It's bad. Go away. <laughs> Funnily enough, in, in an interview uh, when they were doing the press rounds for Ghostbusters, Only I'm pretty the sure highest critiques here. Uh, I'm <laughs> pretty sure Paul Feig turned around and said, "Oh, we want to make it, you know, as as you know, as close to science as possible." You so we got did. actual yes, he proper scientists. Did. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, but hasn't that since been debunked? I mean, of course, it's like there's some there's some techno babble about when they're building their um, their ghost pack stuff, which. It's fine. I don't hate that scene. The scientific advisor on set, Paul Feig, would turn to him and say, "Hey, science advisor, this is how Paul Feig speaks." Hey, no, science he advisor. He's got a great voice. Hey, science no, advisor. This is how he speaks. Hey, when he's on set. Hey, <laughs> science advisor. Uh, can you give us some science words? Uh, pro- proton, neutron, polarity. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Kate. Say those words and say some other shit around it. Paul Feig actually does a bunch of voice acting in the film. He does the. Um... Does he do Papa John? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not oh, forget there's a no. Papa John's fucking advert for this movie. Oh, there is. No. And you know Could what? You, did you not tell? <laughs> they're meeting Papa John's. And you know they're meeting Pringles? 
Yeah, oh, I know, I know what you're going to say. Go on. Wasn't a fucking spawn. No, it wasn't a spawn. And they had to pay out for that. Because, because that, they didn't get that legally cleared. Because you just went wondered. and turned around and said, once you pop, you can't stop on the Pringles. I wonder, because I know you yeah, can't... Yeah, that wasn't cleared initially. Yeah, you can't just have it and say, oh, we're giving you a free spawn, Pringles. No, they need to okay. Yeah, they didn't okay, so they had to pay. Ah, okay. If you don't okay, you have to pay. And that's, Probably. although at least in the theatrical release that I watched, it, they're called Salty Parabolas. Well, yeah. <laughs> she says you can't get enough of these Salty Parabolas. I full out refused to believe that they weren't a sponsor. Or product placement. They say a commentary. They say it. Yeah, one of the commentaries. Kate McKinnon is holding the label outwards for the entire duration. Yeah. If they weren't a sponsor, you would you'd hold it however the fuck you want. But she's holding that label to camera. Well, it could have just just been someone on set saying, "Okay, just in case we get them on." It just feels like nobody cared. But before we get there, why do we? Why do they head to the? Why do they head there? Because we've jumped a little bit ahead because she gets. She gets confronted by this dude about a ghost book. And she says she has no clue that her book is still selling or it's in multiple formats, it's in spoken word. Mm. Although she has a point that it got published and it, she never okayed it, which is a whole legal thing that so her friend went around. no royalties from that. We have to... No assume. royalties, which means she could take it to court. Damn right. I'm pretty, yeah, she take it to court. Dan, pour me a shot. Pour you a shot. Okay, oh... Oh, pass me a glass. I gotta, I gotta get away from the microphone to pour this shot. <laughs> I like the Harold Ramis bust outside of uh, uh, Lady Venkman's office. It's a nice tribute. Just outside of Erin's office, as Charles Dance like gives her a bollocking and potters off. Yes, um, there's a bust of Harold Ramis out in the hallway. Oh, the bust. Yes, and so, it's, yeah. it's a nice tribute. I thought you said bus. <laughs> There's a ding bus ding outside of the Harold Ramis bus. It's just his face. It's not a very long bus, but it's just his. Actually, no, it would be just his face repeated multiple times to make up a very long bus. What am I talking about? But the Ramis bus. But I think you mentioned something there, that and you gave it just the amount of time that the film gave it as well. Yeah. Charles fucking dances in this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> in it for all of two minutes less than. By the way, guys, this vodka. I smell no antifreeze in it. Are you sure? Oh, must really? must sure? be good. Must be good. Okay. Bet Thanks. you can taste that Canadian water. Cheers, Dan Aykroyd. Taste uh. that moose piss. <laughs> yes, Charles oh, Dance so turns up in all of two shot. scenes. Oh. Just to, just to do some King. shouting. Yeah. But uh, that lab scene, because I want to go back, to, I want to go ahead to that lab scene. Yep. I fucking hated that lab scene. It was just uh, Abby. The, um, Hold on, where are, where are we? I was shot uh, The first time... Um, no, because this introduces Kirsten the best Weaver. character. Benny the delivery man. The fucking no. wonton joke. The running fucking Fuck off wonton joke. Benny Fuck. is the best. Off. No, he isn't. He tries to get Kristen Wiig out the door and then just go, oh, I tried. Wanted to show Miss Gilbert to the door. Oh, it's just the same door we came in from. Yeah, no, I know. It's really not that it's hard. It's should... okay. Don't... Tried. The Look, first time we have the wonton joke. I've seen the movie before, and the Leslie first Jones time it comes up again, I'm done with it already. It's not a joke. It's not, no, a, it's joke. not a joke. It's it's just a thing that happens. It's nothing it's in this movie is a joke. It's polyfiller. That's what it is. This is <laughs> polyfiller. <laughs> when, when we get to um, Erin's lab, as uh, fucking Lady Ray, 
mm. uh, Melissa McCarthy. When we Abby. Get, yeah. What, I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm I'm going to get really drunk, guys. I'm a father uh, yeah. of two. When was the last time I had a shot? Fuck me. <laughs> uh, when we get to the lab, I have a note, and it, the note is, the movie looks like shit. It's, it's all you... shot so flat, and everything is like really oversaturated. There's a Would lot you, of empty space as well. Do you, do you know what it is? I think it's just because they, clearly it was a it was a darker tone, photo, like muted colours and whatnot. And clearly they've gone, ah, we need it a bit brighter. It definitely We was. need to appeal. So turn that's, up turn up the turn up the thingy a bit that much. That seems to be standard Sony protocol. Turn up the red, blue, yellow. Everyone looks like they've got I know it's red, blue, green, I don't give a fuck. No, it probably it was probably Rec seven oh nine. But everyone looks like they've got fucking sunburn in this movie. Yes. Uh, it, lo- it looks so bad that I, recra- I recalibrated my TV. You recrapped your TV. I've had two shots <laughs> and two, two glasses of mead already. We are 12 minutes into the movie. <laughs> I uh, recalibrated the TV and got my um, like blue and red uh, lenses out and everything. Uh, I, I bought a clip at work. I, bought a, I downloaded a clip and I bought it into Avid Media Composer to check it on a um, grade one monitor. Mm. stuff that you know the professionals use properly calibrated the colors are exact and it still looks fucking shocking <laughs> it's a awful looking movie and like if if you worked on this i'm sure i'm sure the people that worked on this worked hard but they had they took no care none at all there are a bloody from, lot of them. Credits from, took like 15 minutes. From anyone. The credits are so fucking long. <laughs> yeah. Let's oh. skip to the credits and end the podcast. Did you? <laughs> the credits are so no, no, fucking no. long. Did you, um, so did you watch the post-credits scene? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Number three. So, and that happens. She goes there and it's like, fine, if you come and look at this goes for me, I'll take the book down. Go back. No, Go no. Back. I'm on this train now. Go back because they make a queef to... joke and you've skipped over it. Oh, sorry. I skipped the queef. Go, go, go. I, I skipped the key. I, uh, yeah, I did that. Number one, there's a queef joke. It's fine. I don't see the big deal about I it. I don't care. Ladies are allowed to make queef jokes. It's fine. Men make fart jokes. Fine. But why the fuck are they all smirking all the time? Mate, yeah. Every... Constant smirking in this film. They're always fucking smirking. Stop fucking smirking. <laughs> I think that like, the only one who doesn't smirk. It makes is, them look um, so smug. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. And she's the best part of this film. Well, that's a shot yes. for me. No, she is. And I was surprised by that when I saw the film initially that I, she is the best part of the film because the trailers make her look awful. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, she's, she's the best part. Actually, we just pour two shots, please. I will do it. Unless you agree, because then you can also have a shot. Okay, lady, there's, there's also, lots of things that bug me about this. Lady Egon's constant mugging in the background. It's yep. bad acting. Stop it. It's not a character. Don't mistake it for a character trait. It's just fucking bad. Yep. Can I just stop I you there? You. Because there is no Lady Egon. There is The thing with the Ghostbusters, they had one comic. They had Bill Murray. This is four comics, all shouting Harold Ramis is a comic? Well, no, they were... The see, characters. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the others were all dry. Every line was delivered dry. They were dry, but what they were saying as written was bloody funny. Yeah, they like Bill Murray's character was the com- was the comedian. Mm. You had the straight man, mm-hmm. you had the everyday man, and you had the scientist. Yep. And they were all characters. They were funny, but they were all characters first, comedians second. Yes. Thank you. There's a Ghostbusters YouTube channel. Right. 
Mm-hmm. In real life or in this movie? In this movie. What's it called? The Ghostbusters. Before they got the name. Before they got the name. No, I reckon somebody's got that name already. Before they got the name. No. Yeah, and as a side, this isn't Abby's channel. Because I thought, oh, maybe it's Abby's channel. And she calls it the Ghostbusters. Oh, whoa, that went over my head. What? They're called the Ghostbusters on the YouTube before they decide on the name in the movie. Yep. But this isn't Abby's thingy. That's bad. Okay, it was uploaded on October 24th, 2014. Two years before this movie is set. Twenty-six. I presume this is set in 2016. So lazy. Are you saying this is within the, the universe of... Of Ghostbusters, or is actually within the universe of Ghostbusters, right. two years before the Ghostbusters exist as a people in that entity, and two years before, presumably, this movie well, takes well, place in 2016. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, it, it was filmed in 2016. I have proof because the second YouTube video okay. is uploaded in 2016, right? Which they upload <laughs> like two days later. Oh, it's not hard to just. I'm not done <laughs> the channel has 446 subs the video has 11,000 views and he typed in Ghostbusters some would, ha- would have had to have told Aaron's boss about the video he wouldn't stumble across it normally now we, obviously they cover that by going oh it was on Reddit it was on Ghosts in Reddit uh, well he was obviously already googling her and researching her so it may yeah. just come up that way so and finally here's a little mini quiz for you Name me one of the videos in that suggested YouTube bar. One. Just one of them. Absolutely cannot. <laughs> like, you can get generic are, with it, mate. Are they actual... Because I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb there and say, is it Ghost Chasers, the little fake one they do? No, I'm just looking for titles of the videos next Amazing to Spider-Man 2 trailer. <laughs> oh, good guess, yeah. No, that that is a fantastic that, guess. That is corporate synergy. That is fantastic, but no. Pixels. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we <laughs> Pixels is a better Ghostbusters movie than this. Oh, God, you're right. So here they are. Ghost Gangsters Part 3. Ghost Yarns Official. Paranormal Prison Raid. Crazy Homeless Alien Dog. <laughs> Real Life Demon Girl. I had so many issues just with this. And the second video I haven't got to. Real life homeless alien dog is my punk band. <laughs> and that's dog spelled with two D's and two G's. Yeah, it is. Anyway, carried on. If, you're, if you follow our Twitter, you know the first time I attempted to watch this movie, I, I attempted it with Mead. I was on a day off. It was mid-morning. Oh, my shot. 19 minutes, 30 seconds. I've written, eat Pringles, the funny Ghostbusters eat Pringles, eat Pringles, you fucks. <laughs> no context, I'm, I'm just going to say this, this quote that came out of Paul Feig's mouth. Christian Wig is like the same as Chris Farley. No. They both have funny Stop. in their bones and comedy in their veins. No. And that's, and that's a lovely compliment. But he's, he's like, all right, look, I want to preface it. I have nothing wrong with these four actresses. No, I was about to say the same thing. They're As all great, all completely outside of this. Struck their, their good, you know, they're, they're good actors, they're good uh, performers. Yeah, hold, Kristen Wick is a good actor. I will give you that. She, she's done a lot of good work. And she can write, and she can write some good stuff. Melissa McCarthy is also very good. I've not really seen much ah. of Kate McKinnon. Yeah, that's no. the thing. She, we've not seen her in anything good, but she has recently got a Best Supporting Actress nomination. Yeah, 
and as we already said, Leslie Jones is the best thing in this movie. Yeah. And I think she could really shine in a, a more well-structured film. Mm-hmm. Dan, that's you needing another shot, by the way. No, this is the same compliment. All right, you've said the other actresses are good, but what, you but, know, what do I know? No, I said I have I'm no problem with them. I'm just a drunkard in the corner. <laughs> I have no problem with them. I'm sure they're, they're, they're great in other films and other things they've done. I have I nothing the against problem, the people personally, but they're all shit in the movie. Yeah. Yes. The main problem yes. is that they're women, right? <laughs> yes, I agree. Well, I yeah, that well, someone That's the point. Yeah, I was going to ask you before we guys before we started. Is is Are we safe to hate on Ghostbusters 16 now, or are we misogynists? We're, we're straight white men. We can't do nothing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'd like to point out we haven't Stream we didn't mention gender before man. you made that joke, and to, I couldn't give a shit what gender they were. If, if is it well written, then I'm gonna laugh. Is sure. it not well written? Yeah. Fuck off. Exactly. Point also, is, Shira. Shira, I, Shira the point is, this movie yeah. isn't shit because of women. This movie is shit because it was written badly. Yeah, and and barely badly. written at all, and directed badly, and edited badly. Yeah, everything's <laughs> badly. So Kirsten's wig character gets kicked out of university. When they find out that, oh, she's into ghosts and stuff and such. Wait, where are you? Do you have a minute marker? Nope. I'm just after the part where they meet um, the boarding ghost. Immediately after the YouTube video. Yeah. Immediately after the YouTube video. She so gets be- kicked out. Before they go back to the Aldrich Mansion. Before, uh, after they go back you to know, the Aldrich Mansion. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> she gets kicked out and they decide to go into business for themselves and they go hunting for a, a new office. Because the Dean, who's played by some fucking comedian who wasn't fucking funny, who gives a shit. Oh, my. It's now, look, Higgins. The movie, sp- the movie spends 30 of its precious seconds. <laughs> letting Your precious letting seconds. Steve Higgins do, do various middle fingers. And, 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 you know, it was 30 seconds in the movie, but that would have been a few hours on the shoot day. And it's, 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 it's awful. And, and again. Yeah, it's so bad. And his, the comedian's name is Steve Higgins. Is that Steve Hig? More like Steve Hindenburg, guys. Am I right? Because he crashed and burned. Because he crashed and burned. I can do improv. <laughs> I can do improv like the movies. No, that was too close to a joke. But again, we have to compare this to the source material, to Ghostbusters One and Two, where the only wisecracking guys were the Ghostbusters. Everyone else was a straight person. Yeah. And you didn't have these background characters who were also mugging to the camera and trying to get laughs. Except for... Um, fucking, what's his name? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, uh, the, Ramis. Yes, the Ramis. most out there person Moranis. in the original Ghostbusters was Rick Moranis. He was a weird little man. Venkman, that's his character. No, it's not. It's not Venkman? No. No, it's Shit. Lewis Tully. Lewis Tully. Tully, there we go, thank you. Shit, I'm bad with names, guys. But, <laughs> I'm bad with names, Steve. He, even as the weird little man that he, hobgoblin man that he was playing, the most popular man in the city, he's still real. He's a real person, fleshed yeah. out character. You know, yeah. He has Every- the most swinging party going on in New York at the Good time. Good fucking lord, does he? <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that movie. Please let no. me talk <laughs> about the original yeah, Ghostbusters. I tell you what. I tell you what. We will talk about original Ghostbusters because they go to the firehouse. Just now. Yes, I called it a firehouse. It when they're, a, it's a firehouse. When they're looking for places. It's the Ghostbusters who's, firehouse. Who's the cameo for the... Who's the estate agent? It's Kate Dippold. It yes. is Kate Dippold. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. I know this shit. <laughs> She's there. It's a cameo. The writer of the movie. Yeah. Quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the script just said be funny on it for 900 pages. 
it's the first draft of Phantom Menace. There's a lot of they fight. <laughs> I've cheated in some places. Oh, it's like poetry. They rhyme. I am not a they, they, they rhyme. <laughs> no, Nixon no, I can't. Stuff. I can't. Can't get into this right now. <laughs> so they don't end up there, and they end up above the Chinese place that. 25 minutes and keep ordering food from yes this is back before Steve Higgins does his middle fingers we'll jump back I just, I've just got a note is that 2530 uh, Melissa McCarthy says you spell science I'm going to do an impression again you spell science with a Y and that's upsetting yeah. no what's upsetting is, is I don't think you think that's wrong yes that's what she says okay you spell science with a Y and what's upsetting about that is I don't think you know that that's wrong and that's Melissa McCarthy there proving that ad-libbing is really hard because, of course, he doesn't know that it's wrong. Otherwise, he'd spell it right, wouldn't he? Can, can, we, write a a, can we write a better line? It's not a joke. It's not funny. It's, ad-libbing's hard, guys. Let's not do it. Let's there's, write something. There's no musical tension. There's, there's very little musical tension in this ghost film. Yeah, there's barely any use of... There is, there is no tension, there is no scares, there is no spook in this Ghostbusters but movie. But to be fair, but, they outline this is going to be a comedy first and not spooks with a bit of comedy in it. But the actual ghosts they use are like scary ghosts because the original Ghostbusters, they're all very cartoonish. You had a kind of zombie taxi driver. I think they're way scarier in, in one. The original two. Go, the Ghostbusters one and two. They're fucking the library ghost at the beginning. Of Ghostbusters one. Yes. Yeah. Vigo the Carpathian is not scary. Oh come on! <laughs> the ghosts that come off the Titanic, and you can see they're all like corpsed up. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's not scary. That's not scary. It's cool looking, but spooky. it's not scary. All right. It's okay. Spooky. Uh, what's his name? Uh, McNichols. Uh, whatever. The, uh, it is Vico. Ah, hello, oh, I am. Him, I yeah. am from somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Hello. When he's flying through the city with and you know with a baby, with the baby, and he's dressed up like a nanny, and he's he's <laughs> fucking terrifying. And when he walks down the hallway and his eyes light up, Ghostbusters one and two have some really fucking scary moments in. Hmm. Because it's meant, that, because they set the tone early on, going, "Hey, ghosts are kind of scary. You should be kind of scared of them." It's called ghost busters mm. the ghosts the ghosts in it spooky and ghosts are spooky yes so 30 minutes 47 seconds the wonton jokes back hooray moving on yep uh we get um the leslie jones character turns up now when she's working in the subway patty. and we mm. patty that's it and we get to meet the, the we'll bully janitor lady winston lady winston yeah. she we meet the bully janitor Who's? Uh, I I had no care or affinity for this character whatsoever. He's a pathetic waste of a human. <laughs> like he's he's our antagonist for. And the I movie. don't mean that in the way that the movie wants you to see him as. Mm. You know, the movie wants you to see him as a pathetic waste of a human. He's just a pathetic character that does nothing. And Which I think the, the main issue menacing. I have with that character is that character is played by a multitude of actors throughout the film. None of them are the same. No. So there's no consistency as to who this person is. So we, we see him at the beginning and he's like this the guy who's been bullied his whole life mm. and he's, he's a janitor. And then later on he's doing a dance number, it, which just doesn't add up. It, it really, really bothers me how everyone talks to him in this movie. Like, 
It's like, oh, when your toilet needs to be cleaned up, it's like biblically bad in there, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I'll come right on. And he goes, whatever freak show. Mm. Yeah. It's like, no, no one talks like this movie. No one says, oh, don't compare me to the mayor from Jaws. No one says <laughs> sad and pathetic women trying to get attention. No one says, oh, you're a freak show for cleaning toilets. No one talks like this no. in real life. And you can fuck off movie for thinking they do. And it really, really bugs me. Cause, and it bugs me the most because it feels like that's the most scripted stuff in the film. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's your scripted stuff, go back, take another pass, hire some writers. 32 minutes and 50 seconds. Do you know why Tom Cruise stands on boxes or has people walk in trenches in his movies? Because he's short. Because so he's he short. It's so you don't have to frame the five foot one Melissa McCarthy and the six foot two Chris Hemsworth in the same mid shot. <laughs> it looked like you have to, because there's like a foot and a bit difference between the two of them, you have to pull back so far. I was, <laughs> I was, still, I was still drunk while I wrote this note and I've written, Paul Feig, that's why he has boxes, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so his movies aren't fucking ugly, Paul. <laughs> so, um, Patty Jones comes to visit them. Oh, I've, no, we've, we've still got to talk about the fact that Chris Hemsworth turns up and yeah. he interns for Thingy and that whole interview scene was improvised. Yes, I liked it. 34 minutes right Dan pull me out a shot <laughs> 34 oh, minutes and I've 8 got a seconds shot for both of you and they're like why, have you, why haven't you got any glass in your glasses oh they kept dirty kept in- just real quick um, can I ask why no no glass oh uh, yeah they just kept getting dirty so I took them out <laughs> they kept the glass kept getting dirty so I took them out and that is a funny joke and it, no it's it, not it is it is no that, no it is. That is a funny joke, but it is not a joke that belongs in this movie because either your characters are real yet funny human mm. beings uh, fighting the perceived un- nat- unreal supernatural or they're Brick Tamlin and they don't put glass in their frames because they were getting dirty. The, the, the character that Chris Hemsworth plays is so stupid that he stretches beyond believability. He doesn't do, belong here. Do you think Lewis Tully could have got away with that line? I think he may. Lewis no. Tully would never have said that. No, Tully would have. No, he would. What Dan said. It's like he covers. He covers his eyes when they say "don't listen," and they're like, "Oh, he covered his eyes." We don't. We saw. We don't need you to tell us that. We could. It would have landed. It might have taken a couple of more seconds, mm-hmm. but it would have landed, and it would have landed harder. That the, being said, the only thing you need is a reaction shot from them. That's it. That no, you don't even need that. You don't need it. You, you just need him to go cover his eyes when they say, don't listen. Covers his eyes. That being said, the Mike Hat joke. It's fucking awful. Yes, it is. I said, I think that whole scene, I honestly think you should have cut that character out. I don't care for him. I don't care why he's in the movie. He serves a purpose at the end for like all of five minutes. I'll tell you why. He didn't need to be there. We'll call him Man Janine. Sure. He's in the movie because he's got the same agent as Paul Feig and and basically he he went to, said to the agent, oh, the Ghostbusters thing looks all right. And then the agent went to Paul Feig. Chris Hemsworth's interested. And then he went, fuck yeah, I love Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah I guess I guess you're it's, right. It's, you know, the whole covering his eyes thing, don't listen, and then them pointing that out. That's not a problem I have with this movie. It's a problem I have with improv movies in general. Is that the whole, the whole thesis, the basis of improv seems to be, at least in American improv comedy movies, is that 
they do the funny thing and then somebody says, oh, he did the funny thing. Mm. And they, they point it out to the audience so that you have the second to get it. But you don't need it. You, and you know. it's also the sign of bad improv because you're meant to riff oh, it's off. Ba- yes. You're mm. not meant to like comment on it. Yeah. You, Commenting you on it stops it dead. Yes. That's level zero of improv. Improv is yes and. Yes, exactly. So, moving on, they go down into Subway because Patty saw a ghost down there during her um, her introduction. Yeah. And she said, yo, I, f- I found something in, in the subway. You're the Ghostbusters. Come help me out and I'll help you. And then and the they- effects come outside of the letterbox and I load oh, no, it. We're no, we're not just there yet because before they go down, they come across a dude um, spray painting on the wall. Yep. And um, <laughs> the female Venkman, uh, Egon even, takes a photo of that and they use that as their logo. Now, I don't know if you guys know much about... Intellectual property. <laughs> intellectual property and copyright claims, but that does belong to the man who graffitied that on the wall. Painted it on public... On a city property. Yeah, no, it belongs to the city. Okay, it belongs it's to the city. It's the same city. way Banksy's a criminal. If so... Got, we'll kill him. What you're saying is is they've stole from the city because without authorization, they use that as their logo. Yeah, no, but- what I'm saying is that the ghost he saw looked fuck all like the ghost that he drew. Yep. Also... But also, the city is run by a fucktard mayor. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not going to come back and haunt them. I'm also saying... But it bothers me that they just stole it. I, like, they gave an explanation where the logo came from. Whatever. Also, I don't care whether that's in there or not. But it bothers me that they stole it. Talking about logos, Chris Hemsworth character is introduced as... Oh, he, he dabbles in web design. So he's mocked up some logos. Is he a web designer or a graphic designer? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking come on. It's all the same shit, ain't it? <laughs> you would know. I'm also annoyed. 50, min- 50 minutes into the movie, not a single ghost has been busted in this Ghostbusters movie. No. We, yeah. we, it takes, I think, like the 50 minute mark to get to the rock concert. I know. I know exactly. the. Wh- I know when the first. I have a note. <laughs> I know when the first ghost is busted. Uh, Try, do we, do we count splattered by a train? No. No, uh, okay. That's I not wanna... busting. Because that scene happens, and I hate that scene. It didn't make me feel there's... good, and that busting didn't make me feel good. No. There's <laughs> a lot the, of talking on, and bollocks in that scene. On the subject of that train, were ghosts as tangible in Ghostbusters 1 and 2 no. as right. they are in this one? Right. <laughs> They're not. Right. This is the end of the movie, okay? Right. But I'm going to do it now, because okay. end of the movie, Kate McKinnon... Licks her handguns uh, and she is whipping ghosts left, right, up, down, backwards, dude, forwards. Dude, dude, and they are flying, they're sliding across the pavement, they're flying into cars and budging them out of the way. And these ghosts are quite clearly fucking corporeal, mm. which is like Ghostbusters 2. Winston gets run over by a ghost train, yes, just mm-hmm. goes through him, goes through him. Yep, now a ghost gets hit by a train, Slimer. Goes through him. Yes. Leaves the slime. Goes through him, though. In Ghostbusters 2016, a ghost gets hit by a train and carries on with the train. Yes. Now, you could give the movie credit by saying... No, I can't. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's making them corporeal and therefore be able to touch and interact with stuff. But they don't write that in, so I'm not giving it to them, so fuck them. No, of course not. Because I'm a better writer than them, apparently. Mm. No, I'm not. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) 51 minutes and 30 seconds... Oh, I'm still on the train thing because I'm still bothered by the fact that also they bring their equipment down there to test out the ghost busting thing and then it wilts out and you go, wah, wah. Yeah, she literally goes, wah, wah. Like, 
Oh, what well, one? Well. Movie? Movie? <laughs> you Take a step back. You stop that movie. You I stop moving and you stop for a minute and think about what you've done on the naughty step. <laughs> look at what, look at the mess on the floor you made, movie. Look at that. I have to clean this movie's now. nose in it. I have to deal with that. 51 minutes, 30 seconds, right? I write, what yeah. the fuck is this? Why, the Ghostbusters 2016. Why are they all dancing now? I stopped paying attention for 20 seconds to wipe my child's nose, and now they're doing an interpretive dance. Oh! This is the extended scene <sighs> where Kristen <laughs> Wiig's talking to her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, they're, yep, they're, that's in there. they're in black turtlenecks, and they're doing an, an interpretive oh, dance. Oh, they're dancing to, in, in, yeah. in, a, in Ghostbusters base. To prove yes. that ghosts are real at a high school? Yes. I don't know. Because it was the backstory. Basically, the extended version has had an extended scene where they all said their backstories to the camera. <laughs> Essentially. Mm. Um, but was, it, that, was that at the Papa John's pizza party? Yeah. Yes. Right, fuck that scene. So the, the theatrical version just had Kristen Wiig telling her thing. And again, I will point out, she tells a genuine scary ghost story. An old woman died and sat at the end of my bed. I... Do you know, I Point, I will give a point to that movie because sure. Kirsten Wig actually delivers that really well and yes, it feels like she's genuinely not, invested in that not scene. In universe. Yeah. It's right, not in-universe. Yeah. It's not in-universe because they're, all other ghosts down. are these comical creatures. So just having an old woman who sits on the edge of your bed and be a bit spooky yeah. doesn't work. Ghostbusters 1 gets a fucking blowjob ghost. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about why that scene's in the film. Because wow, we've drank a lot of this vodka. Uh, Billy Murray wouldn't do Ghostbusters three while Harold Ra- Harold Ramis was around, mm. and he was pro- he was probably right not to. Let's be fair. It's doing it, well, we'll but he uh, he agrees to appear in this mm-hmm. ish. The fuck, Ca- everyone! Well, everyone on the original Ghostbusters gets a cameo. Yes, Bill but- Murray though gets a role. He gets a role. In typical Bill Murray fashion, despite obvious pressure from Sony, they didn't know if he was going to turn up to set until the day before they started filming. Shouldn't have. Mm. Billy. Billy, old Billy, you shouldn't have. But you know, he, he just wasn't in it. It's just, I'm going to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in this movie if I can really sit does. down. Fun fact, they suggested that Give actually... Give me a cane for leaning and a chair for sitting down. <laughs> They suggested that maybe he actually survived that fall and didn't die. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He and disappears you know what? after the, that. The only, no, no, because this... No, hold on, you're, that's way forward. That's anyway. way forward. We will get there because I have something I want to say about that scene. 56 minutes in. How awful is the Fall Out Boy Ghostbusters song? We've covered it. Really bad. Fall Out Boy! Are we at the... Uh, Remember good movies. Concert yet. Uh, we've had that techno babble. They've got a call about the concert. We've had the bit where it's like, if you say something, say oh. something, which is the bomb scare thing, and fuck oh, off. No. You know, you know the uh, the first logo that we see the the ghost boobs. <laughs> yes, Chris Hemsworth draws a ghost with boobs. Uh, you say yeah. Chris Hemsworth? It was actually drawn by feminist Paul Feig. Sure. <laughs> so, as we've said before, Lady uh, Lady Winston is the best thing in this movie. Uh, we're at the concert 58 minutes in uh, and and she's being chased by mannequins mm. which could have been a properly scary scene as it is in the movie it, it's squandered it could have been Ghostbusters 1 when they're in the hotel yeah 
down yeah. the hallways. But they squand- they squander this yeah. mm, in order man. to f- in order to bust a, bust a ghost that looks like it's straight out of go- go- fucking goosebumps instead of Ghostbusters. Well, it looks so fake. They have a a lights guy who has to come in and say, "Oh, this isn't my special effect." Yes. By the way, this this obviously uh, weird I- fake looking thing. I didn't do the weird fake looking thing. Something else is doing the weird fake looking thing. Uh, 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 brunch time Ozzy Osbourne concert. <laughs> and and at something that they would have had to rehearse. And so when a spooky green dragon starts flying about, they don't roll with it and go, look, we've summoned Satan himself. Yep. But there, there is one good part of that, which is where, Pat, again, it's, it's Patty's character yep. with the mannequin yeah. and her genuine reactions. That's, the, again, the best part of that. Of that scene again, she's the best part of the movie. When, when she walks into the mannequin room and then walks out, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna, nope. Yeah. And then she walks down the hall and she goes, turns around, and goes, oh for fuck's sake, please don't tell me you're actually moving. And then she moves, it's like, oh, fuck this, and she runs. <laughs> I'm gonna good. I'm gonna do Leslie Jones the service of calling her Patty because, as we've said, she is the best thing in this movie. She's not Lady Winston. She's she Patty. makes we'll, the we'll character. Give her that. And yeah, like like you say, the oh, mannequin scene is is the best part here. Thank you. And then we get the rest of the scene. I mean, the mannequin scene's very brief. It could have been something truly brief, spooky, truly s- frightening. In spirit with the original Ghostbusters. Yes. Then they bust a Goosebumps dragon thing. And it is it's, what, it's exactly one hour and three minutes before they bust a single fucking ghost yep. in this Ghostbusters movie. Yep. Like, what, what have we been doing now? Like if if we if we if we've not been spinning the wheels for an hour and three minutes, what has this movie been doing? Giving this one one. It's bump. literally called I mean, Ghostbusters, and it's been an hour and three minutes before like, the Buster single at fucking ghost. Minutes. I stopped the movie right, and, and I sat there and thought this movie seemed so disjointed, and it, obviously it's because. And I watched the the non uh, extended version. Yep. <laughs> And even, but even that, it feels so disjointed because there are cuts and, and just suddenly switching perspectives and like, wait, where did this come from? But it makes sense because I had to cut around all this improv. And it's like, well, if you had to cut around all this improv and now your movie feels like you're going from zero to 60 every, you know, two scenes, maybe you need to rethink and you need to reshoot because well, I'm confused. Did, did and this is the, yeah, I'll, I'll explain exactly how much money I did in reshoots. And it, bothers me so much that I, I feel like if you're not paying full attention you'll just get lost even in the version that was theatrical that wasn't the extended car oprah jokes dated oprah references what a joke you get a car and you get a car yeah and you get a car and did you check if there was a body i oh, don't know i didn't check you didn't check wholesome would like a body like a body oh, i can think of seven uses of a cadaver stop talking they're always talking if no one's talking talking. no one's laughing yes I'm standing for Red Letter Media comics four comics all trying to get their own lines on the camera it's not your typical Ghostbusters format where it's one funny guy and three straight guys except they were all funny guys except they had one slightly funnier guy I would have loved for Bill Murray to be the villain in this movie, because in this in the scene that he's in, where he's he waltzes into their office and he sits down, he is infinitely more ominous mm. yeah. than just just sitting there than the actual villain that they've got. This the fucking dweeb that they've that we've got mentioned the once so far. 
That being said, mm. you know, he's not the villain. They completely fucking waste Bill Murray. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and it, if he was the villain, it, it would fit in with Ghostbusters 1. He's like Dickless. He's mm. the naysayer. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. I, I said this. That, like, earlier on the, in the movie, there's, they, they've got some fake Ghostbusters they're playing on YouTube or something. Yeah, yeah. they are called... Ghost... Neosnusters. Ghost wankers. Ghost chasers. Ghost chasers. Something like that. That could have been, you know, for the modern modern day and age, we we could have had almost some commentary there. But instead mm. we show that bit, forget about it, move on to the next improv. Guys, as an aside, where's my Derek Okora cameo? <laughs> oh, there's a ghost. There's a ghost in your body. Oh, oh, this ghost happens to be from Liverpool as well. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, dear. what's his spirit guide? It's got like an ancient Egyptian spirit guide that also has a scouse accent. I thought it was just called Sam. <laughs> Hello, I'm Tutankhamun. <laughs> <laughs> One hour and nine. Uh, Kristen Wigwig's out and lets the ghost, the only ghost they've trapped, she lets it loose. Casper. The because they ghost. are the stupidest scientists in most motion picture history. Yep. Worse than the fucking moron in Prometheus who tries to French kiss a snake alien. (laughs) (laughs) They are despicable me characters of petty, stupid genius. Yeah. They may as well be inventing a fucking fart gun. (laughs) I'm fuck this movie. (laughs) Double fuck it for what wasting what I should have been a decent foil and Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, fuck this movie. This movie like had the ghost chasers thing, right? It's a modern Ghostbusters. They had the ghost bu- ghost chasers thing. A high-profile, famous, big reality TV skeptic in Bill Murray. They could have been, you know, they could have been the citizens of New York following him wearing MAGAF hats, which is Make America Make America Ghostbusters Free. Uh, they had a chance for some fucking satire in this movie, some commentary on our times, and instead they. Won't stop talking about Patrick fucking Swayze movies. Oh yeah, yep. And that's probably why there's so much fucking dancing. Do you want? Do you want to know what they did in the rehearsals? Talked about Kurt Russell movies. I don't fucking know. Nor do I care. Close. Tell me. Close. But, learn. but also far because there were no rehearsal. Paul Feig doesn't <laughs> believe in rehearsals. Oh, no, Paul. <laughs> Paul, stop it, Paul. And his exact quote is. Oh, I don't want to lose the magic. There might be some magic in the rehearsals that we lose in the real thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what it feels like? It feels like this movie is inspired more by the real Ghostbusters cartoon than the Ghostbusters movies. Yeah, but they because bust Slimer's, more ghosts in there. Slimer's wife's in well, the cartoon, isn't it? <laughs> the Slimer's wife turns up in this. She does. Actually, could I have a point? Do... What exactly are they doing to the ghosts? Are they busting them? Are they? They don't imprison them. No. Are they killing these well, they ghosts? Tra- they trap one. They trap one and release it. But are they killing <clears throat> these ghosts? Are they sending them back? Uh, what send, exactly send are they them back doing? To I assume hell. Well, at some point Is they're shredding ghosts. <laughs> yeah. So who yeah. the fuck knows? Oh, we didn't even talk about the second fucking techno babble scene. Jesus no, Christ! They, fuck uh, it, I don't want to because it's got a scene of her riding a fucking. Proton gun. Yes, I, right. This it's is like my fighting a gator. I have a note here. <laughs> One hour and sixteen minutes. Okay, 
I don't know why we're getting this new weapons montage, because we've not even seen them use the fucking proton pack properly. Two scenes ago, she was modifying the packs, adding Faraday cages and whatnot. Well, and for we, it was a Faraday cage added. We, we have not seen them use the proton packs since she added Faraday cages and tweaked them. You know, it went wah, wah before she's upgraded the proton packs. We've not seen them use this. We've just gone to a weapons montage where Abby's fucking riding a proton shotgun. What? They've busted one ghost. Yeah, but it also breaks and the very it rules. It, it breaks the very rules that they set up in this test scene. So hives. You've got you've hey. got the proton glove or something that works if oh, you punch. Yeah, here we go. What um what are the the Ghostbuster weapons they have? Proton glove. Pro- For proton punching punch. ghosts. Punching a, ghosts. A shredder. For yep. shredding ghosts. Shredder. The shotgun wasn't in that. It should have made Points to remember the shotgun where she's like, I'm thinking of making a shotgun. Yeah, which the ghost then <laughs> Explain that to me. Yep. Mm. What um, else we got? The shredder. Oh, like you... grenade thingy. The grenade. Yep. You've got a proton and the, pack. And the shredder. You've got the box and the proton, and the proton pack. pack. You are missing one. Handguns? There you go. Yeah. Her <laughs> dual pistols. She, she licks. licks them. Never mind yeah, the, the fact that they're radio fucking active. <laughs> <laughs> the, the punching glove, we then see Melissa McCarthy using it not as a punchy, just touching it to him. She's using it as a, as a like she's Mega oh, Man, using it as a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I just kept thinking of Mega Man when I saw them. I just thought, is she going to like fight Guts Man now? <laughs> An hour and 23 minutes into my extended edition viewing. Have you got to the part where they uh, they they actually meet the dude who's causing all these problems? This is where I'm at. Yes, because yeah. uh, in in the in the theatrical release, it feels a little more coherent with the story. Does it? Like, because yeah. at an hour and twenty three minutes, I've got ah, I'm going to read this verbatim. Ah, mm. oh, movie, you were doing okay for a good seven minutes. <laughs> seven <laughs> shots. It seemed like you were using a script. There was no awful improv. You had some drama going on. Oh, with the ley lines and stuff. And then during the villain's admittedly cliche monologue, he drops a joke about about the bad guys being mostly dudes. Number one, you know, don't have your bad guys do jokes. You know, he hasn't so far in the movie. Why even attempt to make, you know, why not even attempt to make him menacing? Mm. Number two, ugh, we get it. There was a lot of misogynistic backlash against this movie during production. And if, you know, if you don't buy into red letter media's theory about this and you know about Sony manufacturing the backlash, I watched the scientist man, the 13 minute video um, where he says Sony manufactured the backlash about misogyny. Um, they were deleting YouTube comments and whatnot. whatnot. Um, but point is why not rise above it? Why not prove them wrong and make this a great movie instead of whatever the fuck this is. Fun fact, just to interrupt you, some of the added scene stuff was an added scene to, you're like ah fuck the people fuck the haters on the internet well that's that's my next point because this movie is actually no better than the misogynists on on youtube because every every male character in this movie is either a creep or a moron yeah and you know it's weird you, yes yes admittedly everyone in this movie is a moron no the only one who's played real is Charles Dance and then they get rid of him well yeah he's gone he's been long gone for them in the movie yeah, he has yeah. No... every male in this movie apart from Charles Dance who's been long gone for a good long while is either a creep 
or a moron. And you mm. know, I'm, I'm not offended by all the men in the movie being stupid, but you can't have your cake and eat it like that. You so rise you above saw... it, or, 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 or leave it. You know, don't don't do whatever this movie did. So we're still on that scene where they're uh, we're at ninety the minutes mayor. in, and this is this is the home stretch. <laughs> they met the mayor, right? And I've written this down. Like this mayor scene and the other mayor scene is very emblematic of what is wrong with this movie and why it's so horrible. It's bad improv, over-explanation of jokes, bad reaction cuts, and some vaguely sometimes good dialogue. It, that scene sums up the entirety of this film. Ah, that's another me down. On the wrong points, at the wrong time, and the wrong things. Hmm. Yeah, after meeting the mayor, I, I've got this. It's a long note, so bear with me. One hour and 25. Um, you know what would have been a decent joke slash catalyst for the Ghostbusters to go back to work? Go on. Because the, the mayor and his aide say, stop what you're doing. You know, stop it. Stop it. Stop busting ghosts, the one ghost that you busted. What would have <laughs> been what would have been a decent joke and catalyst for them to go back to work is the mayor should have forced them to stop, right? Yeah. Uh, the agents, the, uh, there's some sort of agency in this universe they hand them their uh, card which as in the movie as it is is for a florist's the ghostbusters find the ley lines figure out the ley lines as they do in the movie and they mm. cross over at some point uh, and the ghostbusters have to go back to work to stop the bad guy they go to bad guy's hideout. They stop him after he does his like he touches the things and he kills himself and whatnot. Mm. Homeland Security shows up. They have their tete tete. Um, you know they get oh you gave us the wrong card. It was a flor for a florist. We tried to call you, but we had to go back to work because it was for a fucking florist, you idiot. Joke, haha, haha. Uh, Ghostbusters are for real arrested because they're in the room with a dead guy and no witnesses. Yeah. Okay. So the Ghostbusters at this point should have hit their lowest point in the movie. Uh, narrative 101, you need your characters to hit a low point. And in this movie, Ghostbusters as don't have a low point. Not once in this movie do the Ghostbusters have an all-time low. No. Mm. Narrative 101, you need a low point, so when you come back in the third act and save the day, you can be brilliant. Yeah. Doesn't happen. So what needs to happen is they're in the room with the dead guy, get arrested for reals, ghosts start happening, they can come back and save the day, narrative 101. And that sounds a bit too familiar to Ghostbusters 1, which is exactly what happens in mm. Ghostbusters 1. Yeah. Uh, yes. But also, Fine. Because Ghostbusters 1 had a great fucking narrative and knew what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that bit where you say they get arrested for real, Yeah. that was cut. <laughs> That was meant to be in the movie, version. was it? Oh, that was cut. Yep. So that's in the... Because th it was weird they were ushered out and she was just in a cosy little... Uh, yeah, in the theatrical version, they're just ushered hotel. out. Yeah. And then there's press in the foyer of that place, the hotel. Yeah, and she's like, and sad, desperate women. She yeah, punches and, a dweeb. And the woman's there going, we're arresting you for fake. Yeah, that's in the extended version. Right, yeah. okay. But yeah, and then turns to the camera and does her piece. Well, they needed to, like... They needed to be arrested for real. They needed to have hit, mm. at this point in the movie, an hour and 30 minutes into this two hour and 15 minute movie, 
going into the third act, they need to hit their low point. But it doesn't happen in this movie because it's a bad because, fucking movie. Yeah, again, this would be part of that storyline where they're getting yeah, angry, they drunk now. angry drunk. <laughs> so this will be part of that storyline where there are people actively out saying that ghosts aren't real. Yeah. So yeah. then they'd be sectioned or whatever, like, like yeah. Ghostbusters. So I have a note here, hour eight, which is the, the ley line scene. I'm pretty sure mm. it's the ley line scene. Hour and eight in the theatrical in version. In the theatrical because version, you, yes. like a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a rude word. I don't care. I have never heard such language from you. I, I genuinely don't care <laughs> at this the point. theatrical release, hour eight. I put, they I'm caught, reliving this, and yeah. it's fucking awful. And now, right, they have caught zero ghosts, and this is the best scene in the film, and they're talking about the, the ley line. The ley line. And it doesn't say much about the film. But the thing is, they caught a ghost, and let it go! Yeah. They're, they're zero. But also, it's kind of one of those scenes that comes from nothing. It's just, oh, tell me where this thing was. Okay, 21st and 8th. Oh, tell me where this other thing was. Okay, here, I'm going to put an X yeah. on the map. And then suddenly, ha-ha! Plot device. But I'm pretty sure after this, we get the uh, uh, the Abby character is possessed by that dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's smashed up stuff. One hour 30 on the dot yep. in the extended version. Uh, Malika, Mal- Malika? <laughs> Melissa uh, Fakofi is spooked <laughs> by a spooky thing. And the music is all spooky. A Ghostbuster is spooked. I mean, fair enough. They were kind of spooked in the original. Because mm-hmm. ghosts are spooky. But she's like... Oh, what is this? This must be the ghost. So it's not. Oh, it must be in my imagination. So you would know straight away that's a ghost. This is your business, love. I think this scene is extended in the extended version. Funnily enough, huh. uh, Melissa for coffee is spooked by a spooky thing. The music's all spooky, and there's ghosts in the sink. Uh, but the problem no, that's, is, that's in both. Yeah. Yeah, in both. nothing in this movie can be spooky because of the way it looks. Because everything in this movie is so bright, so colourful, so oversaturated. I don't think there's a single shadow in this movie. If anyone can, if anyone can screen search shot me a fucking shadow yeah, from like, this movie. Like that should have mm. been when they were in the subway. Mm-hmm. That should have been Do you know In the subway, I bet you there's no fucking shadows. Because there's so I, many lights on. I don't think they, I, I, if it, it makes it really hard to build... Any sort of suspense, any scares, any genuinely scary movie, like fucking scary movie one and two were spookier than this movie. When Abby is possessed. Yeah. Are you... Leslie Jones hits her. No, no, no. Before then. Finds out that she's possessed. And yeah. then says the line, hell no, the devil is a liar. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And it's in the trailer as well. So it's something they want to get out there. It, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the scene in Devil where they're like, when the devil's here, Toast always lands jelly side down. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But my note here is that Patty can hit as hard as a ghost. Now, bear in mind, this dude who was kind of a bit schlubby when he was alive possesses Abby, who's also kind of schlubby, suddenly has superhuman strength and abilities. Only only when the plot calls for it, and because when, for when it. she's beating up the proton pack, she does it with Melissa McCarthy strength. Yeah, and, yeah. And then when she's fighting the other Ghostbusters, it's with ghost strength. And she throws not Egon out the window. Patty holds her and is holding her. Patty's yeah. strong enough to hold two people and bitch slap a ghost out of someone. 
Patty can hit as hard as a supernatural being. What the fuck? <laughs> She's a Leslie Jones is a big lady. She knocks. She, <laughs> She's the same size as Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> she fucking knocks Melissa McCarthy's character across the room. Going back about thirty seconds, right? Yeah. Abby in the bathroom. Slime's coming out of her nose. She's vomiting all over the room. Um, I think you may watch The Exorcist. This might just have been extended. It, it, that, that was cut from the theatrical. Well, there we go. Right, so mm. in the extended version, Abby's in the bathroom, she gets possessed, slime comes out of her nose, she vomits slime all, the, all over the room, and slime comes under the crack of the bathroom door. Sounds like a horrible scene, I'm glad I didn't it, include Yeah, it. it was deemed too much, that's why they cut it. It was deemed Good. too much there for the writing. Right. Slime's under the bathroom door, right? Then not Egon, uh, Kate McKinnon goes to check on Abby to make sure that she's fine. Do you want a sandwich? And she comes out the bathroom and there's no slime on her. All right? Mm. None at all. She's completely clean. Yeah. Uh, so why does the extended version of the movie bother showing us that? Okay. Remember Slimer? Cause, Remember? Because if it happened, if the slime out of the nose and the vomiting slime all over the bathroom happened, Lady Egon would would know that something was wrong. There's slime coming under the door crack. Yeah. If it was ghosts or imaginary, uh, then then make sure that the audience know that it was ghosts or in her, in her head. Because that could... Be spooky. Otherwise, it's just fucking piss poor, sloppy filmmaking. Like, like you said, Ashley, with the with the train mm. in Ghostbusters Two, right? The sequel that people wrongly believe is a bad movie uh, does this scene does this scene better than this? Like they're they're in the tunnel investigating the slime. They're suddenly surrounded by he- severed heads on spikes, mm. and they freak out, and the, the heads are gone. And there's a ghost train. And it goes through Winston, and then. It's all gone, and we, the audience, know that that the slime is messing with the Ghostbusters. It's clear, it's explicit, and in this movie, it shows us the shit that has no relevance, and then and then it's not made clear whether or not it's real or not because no one fucking reacts to it, and it's not made clear whether it's spooky or happened or not. It's fucking stupid. I hate this movie. Let's move on. One hour thirty nine. Dan Aykroyd shows up and he's a cabbie. <laughs> yeah, which um, commentary corner. Uh, Dan Aykroyd wasn't meant to be uh, a cameo. This was actually just him at his job as a taxi man <laughs> and talking shit like he normally does it's about class fire apparitions. I wish I'd get away with that as a proper commentary. Oh, you know, ghosts are real and I believe in aliens. Oh, they're, they're and... just floating class fire apparitions. This is my full note for when Dan Aykroyd shows up. An hour and 39 Dan Aykroyd shows up and says the thing and then bye, Dan. <laughs> hey, look, ghosts are out in the sea. he says, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Ernie was actually my favourite cameo because it was, it was so... Short and brief. No. It was so horribly um, kind of uh, prefaced. It's like, hey, everyone, this is my, my uncle's car. This is my uncle's hearse. Oh, what's my uncle doing here? And then I never went... I just went, this is stupid. Why does she keep saying her uncle? I never actually tweaked that, oh, fuck, her uncle's going to turn up. Right. Let me read my, let me read my uh, notes here in succession. <laughs> As I say, I was drunk while watching this movie. An hour and 39, Dan Aykroyd shows up and says the thing, then bye, Dan. Mm. One hour 40, Slimer shows up and eats the thing, then bye, Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> Why was Slimer? Same note. 
I think by that point, I was like, fuck it, I don't... Slimer's in it, sure, fuck it, whatever, get on with it. I think, yeah, it's... We haven't got to the pinnacle scene yet. A big, a big problem of this film is that they sat down and they went, okay, we need to know about the origin of Ecto-1. We need to know all the details of the proton packs. We need to know the origin of the logo. We need to see Slimer and things we recognise. And they all fell flat. You, and you they were over-explained. Oh fuck me! Didn't need it. I didn't care for the the, the technical battle. As I said, the techno battle for the stuff, showing where the lower came from. Whatever I've already described, stealing that from the city. You should get done for plagiarism. Whatever. <laughs> this is a busy part of the movie. I'd like to read you three notes in succession. Sorry. Have, uh, before. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd shows up and says the thing, then bye Dan. An hour and 40, Slimer shows up and eats the thing, then bye Slimer. One hour 42, Stave Puff Marshmallow Man shows up, attacks the Ghostbusters, then bye Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is possessed. He's possessed, and the whole army and the police turn up, and they all freeze in, the, in a pose. Please tell me, in the, the in the extended cut, the dance scene is in it. Yes. Yeah, it fucking is! Yes. But my note here is one hour, 43 minutes, 30 seconds, three minutes, fucking, fucking more dancing. But it's only yep. like, it's only like 20 seconds of dancing. It's not, it's the, not enough to justify a cut. The only thing that danced in the original movies was a fucking toaster. <laughs> Do you know what? In the credits, they show all of that dance in its entirety. Yeah, which is longer than there was actually in the extended longer. version as well. I skipped That's the amazing. I yeah. skipped the credits. <laughs> I fast forward I knew there was post credit scene, I fast forwarded. I sat all through fucking fifteen minutes of it. So long. <laughs> so long. So yeah, so that, that dance scene happens, which is the absolute nadir of this film. The absolute nadir. Because that happens, it goes in and we've got Chris Hemsworth, you know, hamming it up as it were, like Oh, I'm going to fly over there. Is this bit too Peter Pan? I'll go with it. Fly! With sound effects. I mean, I think mm. that, that's okay. What form would you like me to choose? Yeah. And, and stuff like this. It's like completely missing. Hey, remember Ghostbusters 1? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't mind the concept of Ghostbusters being superheroes because that's what this movie is supposed to be. It's clearly what they wanted, what they're going for, is Ghostbusters are superheroes, but they failed at it. Because it doesn't fucking work whatsoever. Going to have to put an explicit tag on this podcast. Oh, yeah. One hour, 41 Excessive drinking minutes, and seems of a sexual seconds. nature. <laughs> 1.44.21. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I really fancy some Papa John's pizza, Revlon makeup and some Sony Blu-rays. Seeing Wicked Jersey Boys and Aladdin on Broadway. Mm, some Coca-Cola and a Twinkie. What a brilliant marketing decision it was to have the climax in a movie take place in Times exactly. fucking square. You know, I, I noticed that and I thought, that's actually not a bad idea. If you want to just shove all the, all the stuff in. <laughs> Good in like, God. Hey, question. Which movie is more of a haul for product placement? This or Saban's Power Rangers? This. Yeah, <laughs> it is this. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I tell you what, we've or Man of Steel, because Man of Steel was very whorish for it. One hour, 45, 30 seconds. <laughs> they're uh, not actually busting any ghosts during this climax. They're just no. killing ghosts. They're, they're just destroying ghosts permanently. Uh, well, te technically, they bust some because in the end, they all get shoved back down into the pit, which I assume is hell. But they built a trap, right? They make a big deal out of building the trap they to trap it. the dragon ghost they at the Ozzy Osbourne brunch concert. Once. And they use it 
once. Technically twice because they release it as well. It's bad. The whole movie bad. is bad. So that, that release thing. Again, we've got issues with the music because the trap is opened and then nothing happens for all of two seconds. And we're meant to think, Fine. oh, it's a dud. Yeah. But there was no music sting. And then when, when the ghost actually comes out, there was nothing there other than, oh, ghost, and then Bill Murray's out the window. <laughs> what, do you, what did you expect this <laughs> to be honest with you? I have a question. The, the Ghostbusters basically act like Doom Guy. Is this kind of a Doom movie? Yes, in the fact that they have experimental weapons, but... And they nuke a portal to ghost hell. Yes, this. One hour, 55 and seven seconds, okay? Mm. I actually... Oh, fuck, you're going to have to pull me a shot. <laughs> fuck me. I like the idea of them having to destroy the Ecto-1 in order to save the world. Mm-hmm. Right? As a concept... It means in the sequel you would have got the Ecto-2. Exactly. As a concept, okay, destroying the car works for me as a concept. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. But in action, in this movie, in the Ghostbusters remake, that doesn't work because I don't care. If, if, they, if they chose to destroy, like, Ecto-1 in, in Ghostbusters 3, in the original continuity, that might have had some emotional impact for me. But as it stands in this movie, mm. I don't care. And that's that annoys me. Because they they build up to it, they make it like it's some big thing, and it's not. Here, it's not. I don't care. And there should have been more more of a deal made about it. So it's not until later on then there we go, oh yeah, by the way, there's like a nuclear thing on the top of, of XO one. Where if that was in the the original films they would have made a big thing about that. It's like, there's a fucking nuclear thing? Well, I ain't touching it. I ain't driving it because I might bump it and blow up. Just something like that. Where Question. Why is it on the car? Yeah, they never use it. Yeah, why is there a nuclear reactor on the car? Why does the car need it? Right. The, the car isn't one giant gun. No. It's no, not in, Megatron. In the, in the real Ghostbusters, there is... Is it going to be like a... There is a truck. trap on top of the car in the real Ghostbusters. Yes, there is. Okay. In a cartoon. So, uh, are you saying that it's it's a it's a it's a very stretchy reference to the real Ghostbusters? It's the stretchiest of references. Okay. So, so it's, so it's a elastic man. The vodka repeating on me, <laughs> making me sound like Roger Moore. Hard with each shot. Jesus Christ! I and had then, work in the morning. And Abby goes. Abby dives into a portal to say, "No, not Abby." Um, yes, Abby. Is it Abby? Saves, Abby and uh, Lady Vinkman. Yeah, she dives in, and saves Lady Vinkman. They come out, and their hair's white for some reason. For some reason. For some reason. And then it ends on them chatting and going like, oh, I could dye my hair. Oh, I should have known it's called Garfield. Stop improvising. Because We're at the end of the movie. President Garfield wasn't a ginger. Did you like, guys No, have... it's Garfield the cat. No, it's not. It go- she goes... You're fucking shitting She me. goes, the colour of the hair dye was Garfield. And they go, oh, yeah, because orange hair. And then she goes, hang on, it'll be funny because double entendre here. Uh, no, they named it after the president. What? No, but it makes sense for it to be Garfield the cat because he was a ginger cat. Did you yes. guys have the Chris Hemsworth hat, uh, sandwich scene? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
that can fuck off. I don't want to talk about it. I liked. I searched Someone for you in the There was a sandwich. <laughs> Give me a glass. Chris Hemsworth sandwich. <laughs> the one thing, the, the last, the very last scene, and I, no, I no, did no, thought it was kind of nice. This is my, this is my note at one hour and fifty seven minutes in. Right, we're looking over the city. Yeah. No. Okay, because I'm I'm talking the about the ghosts that. are busted. New York is sort saved of. and back to normal. The world is saved. One hour and 57 minutes. There are still 17 minutes remaining in the extended edition. Credits and Sigourney Weaver. Are you, oh, she, her, her camera is in the extended. Because I don't remember no, her camera. It's in the theatrical. It's, I don't remember that. It's, um, they go into the fire station and she plays Holt's mentor. Yes. Oh, yeah, I know. That's like part of the, the credits, if I remember correctly. Yes, is it, within it is, credits? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on, talk about the end of the movie before credits then, if you had yeah. something. So, just the very last thing, when they're looking out over the city and everyone's like, we heart Ghostbusters and lighting up. That's in the, that's mid-credits in my, in the extended okay. edition. That's in the theatrical release, that's the proper end, which is a fine end, and I kind of liked it. I mean, it might have been post-credits as far as I remember. I'm not sure, I've had a lot to drink. <laughs> But I remember seeing Not that and going... Not as much son of us. No. Son of us. <laughs> yep. I remember seeing it thinking, do you know what? This makes me think that they wanted to make a superhero movie. And this is fine for a superhero movie. And I kind of like the shot. So I'm, I'm okay with it. And I think that's fine. Now to drink Except the shot. Except that I misread one of them. Because it says NY loves GB. And They're I read really it as, hard to read. Yeah. yeah. My love, GB? What's my love, GB? <laughs> my love, GB. <laughs> okay. Love our country. So the end, like right before the end credits in the, <laughs> in the extended edition, okay, is two hour and two minutes. Oh, I got it in my car on my lip. <laughs> no, I'll peel it up for you. Two hour and two minutes, the movie ends, okay? And Ghostbusters original 1984 is... Um, Winston shouts, "I love this town!" Yes. And then, and then, uh, Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver share a kiss. Ghostbusters Two is an oil painting of the Ghostbusters, and the crowd are, are they chanting the Ghostbusters name at the end. The Ghostbusters video game. I they, forgot because that's technically I've got to talk about that. Like, yeah, Ghostbusters video game. They they vanquish a god, and and Slimer slimes the love interest. Ghostbusters 16 ends on an Ernie Hudson cameo pulling out on a wide shot of a dilapidated firehouse with Ernie Hudson in the in in the background saying I'm not stacking dead bodies like a flapjack. Well, no uniforms, you can't make out any Ghostbusters, the firehouse isn't done up, there's no ghosts, there isn't an ecto car. You can't make out a fucking thing because they're all in the background facing away from the cameras. That is not how you end a Ghostbusters. That's not how you end a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Good point. It's not it's not triumphant, it's not funny, it's not it's just it's just a bland pull out and Ernie Hudson low down in the mix. I'm not stacking dead bodies like flapjacks. Let's say you haven't mm. seen Ghostbusters one and two and you don't know who Ernie Hudson is. That ending falls entirely flat. It's a really weird ending otherwise, isn't it? Yeah, strange. Yeah. Very strange. Who's this bloke yeah. that's shown up out of nowhere talking about flapjacks? <laughs> Why is he talking about flapjacks? But then it doesn't end, does it? Because there's credits stuff. 
It's credit stuff. There's a lot of credit, a lot of credit stuff. Mm-hmm. Like for mine was like the the most of the full dance scene at the end in its entirety. A lot of fucking the fucking wonton jokes comebacks for yes. one. Oh god, yeah. My boy Benny returns. Uh, this is this is my note, right? I swear to God, if you're pitched based around Benny, I'm going to strangle you. Uh, this is my was... note. For fuck's sake, why doesn't it end? There's credit stuff, and there's more wonton joke. Are we going to get some more fucking dancing too? And we <laughs> do mm-hmm. because we get the whole fucking Chris Hemsworth dance scene. Then we have the post-credit scene where they're all sitting around, and what does Penny say? Hey guys, you ever heard of Zool? <laughs> Cut to black. <laughs> Look at that <laughs> fucking <laughs> sequel, mate. <laughs> <laughs> guys, remember Zool? <laughs> Paul Feig's a hack. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> yeah. He is... He is... Right, okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, okay. Yeah. He is such... He is such a hack of a director... That when I when I googled him to see what other movies he'd done, Google doesn't list him as director. <laughs> it lists Paul wow. Feig, American actor. Uh, like he's he he helped create Freaks and Geeks, w- which was good. Yeah, yeah. But they're almost like oh, that's a TV show. There's a writers' room involved. Yeah, which one was he? He wasn't. He wasn't starring in it. He was. I helped create it. He's done a few episodes of The American Office. A few episodes of The American Office. He's made one good movie, which was Bridesmaids, but that he didn't write the script for that. No, nope, Kirsten Wig did. Yes, he well, did. Kirsten Wig and... I can't remember the name of that. I I've think there's two people were in I've it. seen Spy. I've seen The <sighs> Heat. I've seen the uh, drama movie that he did recently. I've seen pretty much most of Paul Feig's output for some reason or another. Mm. And he's not a good director nope no he's not like he should stick to tv like the Amer- the offices that he did freaks and geeks are both good he should stick to tv and directing other people's writing yep like we should stop he can't handle improv he is the human embodiment of fetch stop trying to make fetch happen Whoa. Oh, that's powerful. Thank you. My, my first note for the... I didn't have that written down. I just made that up while I've been drunk. Improv and it worked. Improv, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Come on. My first note for the commentary bit I wrote was Paul Feig, punchable face, fantastic voice. He, <laughs> yes. He's got a really good voice. He has... I would give it to the guy. He has a great voice. He has good style. Hmm. He's very interesting to listen to on a podcast, but I do not like his movies. No. So, in summary, 10 on 10, best movie ever. <laughs> Super good movie, guys. See, I'm not sure. Super good. I'm not sure I'm comfortable enough calling this a not bad Mike. movie. It's just bland. No. No. See, I'm I'm happy to call it a bad movie because I don't think I don't think any of the scripting, what little there was of it, was good. I tried to find numbers for percentage of uh, improv to actual written script, mm. but it was difficult. I couldn't find any anything concrete. But you know, if you if you dig enough, you can find out what scenes were improv and what scenes weren't. The script is uh, probably just there is ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I'm confident in saying this was not a good film. No. Not very well directed, not very well shot, not very well executed, and everybody in this movie deserves better and can do better. I don't know what the hell happened. So while we go have a break and we sober up, um, please have a listen to Casual Birder Podcast. Casual Birder? Yeah, it's Casual Birder. Casual Birder. Well, I've had a lot of drinks. I wasn't sure if I was saying that right. <laughs> Casual Birder Podcast. Have a listen, see what you think. Uh, we will see you after the break. Aren't they lucky to be sponsoring this piece of shit? <laughs> it's Susie here from the Casual Birder Podcast. I love watching birds, whether it's those that visit my garden or ones that I see when travelling. Birdwatching is a great pastime. It can be done with others or alone. You don't need expensive equipment. Your eyes or ears are enough. And best of all, it doesn't need any great commitment. The casual birder does as much or as little birding as suits them. Join me each week to hear about the birds I've seen, interviews with others, and stories from listeners around the world. The Casual Birder Podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back from the break, guys. Yes. Yeah. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Oh. (laughs) I've got a sponsor. I was going to say, I hope people liked the uh, the Podwife, but yeah, oh. go for it. Oh yeah, no, be kind about the Podwife. Do that bit. Yeah, no. <laughs> be kind, rewind. That's what I'm supposed to say, right? We have a sponsor. Hooray! Hooray! We are Yay. sponsored by 7-Eleven, Amazon, Cadillac, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, Google, Macy's, Microsoft, Pringles, Reddit, Fox... Ringling Brothers Circus, Sony, Bond, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, YouTube, Sony, Victrinox, Swiss Army, Blu-rays, Woolworths, Viacom, Hostess, Twinkies, H&M, High C, Chevrolet, Orville, Redenbacher, Yo Crunch, Dave and Buster's Progressive Insurance, Builder Bear, Citroen, the NBA, Playmobil, Mattel, Haig, Funker Pop and Lego, which coincidentally are the same partners and sponsors that Ghostbusters 2016 had, which is weird, right guys? Um... Obviously, I picked this movie before there was going to be an official sequel when it was cancelled. I mean, there's, but there is going to technically oh, be. Oh yeah, this a fucking sequel. thing's done a gladiator on us. Mm. Sort of, because there's going to be a sequel to the original Ghostbusters one and two, and as far as I can tell, it's going to star the like the original cast. But that's coming in the summer of 2020. It's going to be directed by Jason Reitman, son of Harold Ramis, who was a producer on 2016. Yep. Um, like I said it will be a direct sequel to the 80s film and it will be taking place in the modern day mm. so you know it's going to make up for the time that's literally you can't you can't possibly go back in time now with, I'm with everyone's ages I'm looking forward but. to seeing the big CGI scene where all these 50, 60 year olds do their big action action number and jump about and blast mm. ghosts once again wait till we get to my pitch <laughs> 30 so, paragraphs so we'll see how we get there obviously we saw the there's a post-credits hook for Zool, Zool. and there's a logo up the up at the, the top of the movie for Ghost Court. Uh, but after the opening weekend, Sony's president of Worldwide Distribution said, whilst nothing has been officially announced, there's no doubt in my mind a sequel will happen. Uh, it was expected to become uh, an important Sony franchise, that they wanted hmm. to be like a, a pillar of their movies. Um, Fig and the principal cast, they did sign on for two sequels. Yeah, a lot of them had said they they were down for it, but October 2016, uh, Feig said that whilst not in the works, a sequel could be possible if the film does well on home sales, which you were trying to promote, <laughs> which I was technically <laughs> trying to promote. Uh, by November, uh, Feig confirmed that a direct sequel would not be happening. Um, 
Ivan Reitman. Less than a month less later. Than, less than a month, mate. Uh, Ivan Reitman, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yes, you did. In the same month, said that other Ghostbusters projects were in the works. So we had stuff like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Ecto Force it's, cartoon. It's actually pronounced Shmuel Flavlop. Oh, thank you. That was slated for t- uh, it's early 2018. Ivan Reitman. Pronounced Shmuel Flavlop. <laughs> so get it right. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, he said there was stuff like Ecto Force cartoon. It's Yiddish for fucking gullible. <clears throat> That's supposed to be early 2018. Obviously, you know, 2019. Now we've not seen that. My mead is gone. Uh, there was going to be animated films. One being from the ghost's viewpoint. We would have come. Again, that didn't happen. Mm. What? Do you know what I mean by viewpoint? No, I assume it would have been... the main characters would be dead. I, no, well, I assume it would have been like ghosts on the run from the Ghostbusters uh, going after them. But there's no... Much like nuns on the run. Much like nuns on the run. Mm. They, 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 that was about what they said for it. Um, they that wanted, sounds fucking they, horrendous. Like, they got even more vague because it was meant to be something for the 35th anniversary, but they didn't state what. And then there were comics as well. Yeah, that came, and you can still get the comics. They're still From out there. What I gather, the comics are pretty good. Um, the, there is actually uh, there's uh, there's two video games. They're difficult to keep track of. Yes, the comics. Like there, there's a bunch of like here's the origins, and then here's the origins again. And they all sort of overlap mm. pretty early. There's no sort of ongoing no storyline. No, no ongoing thing with them. And there's a bunch of different stories. Uh, there were, like I said, I'm pretty sure there were two video games. I think there was Ghostbusters, the video game, which was 2011, 12. Something like that. Yeah. And I know, I think, I can't remember which if it I was... Which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I can't remember if it was Aykroyd or someone else said they consider that to be the third Ghostbusters film. Yeah. As, as well, official every, canon. Everybody Returns. Yeah. Um, but Ghost, the, a script for Ghostbusters 3 was in the works for, for quite a while. Um, so, as most people probably know... Uh, Ghostbusters Hellbent, Bill Murray's character, he would have left the Ghostbusters to spend time with Scorny Weaver's character. Uh, and the rest of them would have fought souls escaping from a hellish version of Manhattan called Manhelton. Manhelton. Mm-hmm. Um, Why didn't Bill Murray want to do that? Because he didn't want to do Ghostbusters. Because oh, quite, quite frankly, I don't think he cares too much about Ghostbusters. As no. a it's hard for me to tell what he gives a shit about other than just bumming well, around you these days. Well, pitched Hel- Manhelton. <laughs> yeah. And they would have introduced like uh, a newer guy who would have been younger and would have taken his place. That eventually evolved into Ghostbusters in Hell, which most, pre- most people probably have heard of, mm. uh, where they went to another dimension where all the, all the worst things about modern urban life are magnified. Stuff like traffic is constant and stuff like that. Millennials, <laughs> and for some reason, I, I, all those people from 1960 to 2047. Anyone born in that age range? Millennials. <laughs> like crazily, in the notes I was finding my research, they were saying that Murray would have been replaced by Ben Stiller. <laughs> I was reaching for a drink then, but what? <laughs> yeah, of, apparently, of all people, like. I, I can't confirm this, but apparently he Ben Stiller would have replaced Bill Murray's character. He would have been a different character. Yeah, I, I can see him as a buster. Okay, right. Different um, character. I was going to say, like, you're going to have Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, oh, right. 50, 60 years old. And <laughs> no, he would have been a completely, he would have been a completely different character. Okay. Um, 
so I don't know if any of you know the. I don't know if you two know the the TV program Sunday Brunch. I know everything about fucking Ghostbusters, Dan. <laughs> so you know the TV program Sunday Brunch, isn't that one no. of those? No. <laughs> Good okay. morning things where they have this is how you do scrambled eggs and shit. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. So for American it's a Sunday brunch is basically a Sunday morning talk show. People come on, there's chefs, there's interviews, blah blah blah. It's you know, it's a show. It fills time when you're bored on a Sunday. It's yeah. always on at the gym. Uh but yeah. Oh, as if you go to the <laughs> fucking gym. Um Dan Aykroyd went on there promoting his vodka and talking about Ghostbusters. He's fucking... I hate his vodka now. <laughs> and uh, he was on there and he talked about the new one and he said he liked the girls in it, so he, he liked all the, mm. the principal cast. And he was, in general, he was happy with the movie. So, but it cost too much. Yeah. And he goes on to actually break uh, Feig saying uh, he spent too much money, uh, didn't shoot scenes they suggested and it cost about 30 to 40 million in reshoots. Mm. And he, said so, and he said so he won't be back for the sequel. And there's a very smug grin on Aykroyd's face when he says that <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. I'm not saying about it, but that's what it was. And that's pretty much all there is for got, a Ghostbusters um, sequel. TMZ's interview with um, Annie Hudson. No, I... It was like a red carpet interview saying, yes. what, what, do you, what do you think of the, with the girls that are taking over? It's like, hey, they're not, they're not that funny. Yeah. And then he backtracks it. And then like he backtracks like a later interview. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I have this feeling that every, basically all the original Ghostbusters. They gave him a part in the movie. Yeah. Couldn't give two shits about Ghostbusters anymore and want to move past it. But definitely if they're not in it. Yeah. yeah. I think Dan Aykroyd still kind of cares about Ghostbusters. Oh, I'm think, sure he I does. Think, I think Ghostbusters is Dan Aykroyd's yes. baby, along with Blues Brothers. Yeah, well, again, he's the reason why there's a blowjob scene in. I keep dropping in the yeah. in Was the first that in movie. the initial release? Do we know? What the blowjob scene? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And there would have been more crazy shit like that, but it eventually got nixed and, and cut. Mm. But that, that's a, that's about as much as you get for a sequel. It Dan, fine. can we do the sequel pitches? Because I've got 30 paragraphs to get through. <laughs> Let's do the sequel pitches. Do you want to go first? No. No? Actually, go first. All right. Give me your pitch. Okay, I, I need I need to do a bit of preamble here because my pitch is called Ghostbusters in London. Oh, okay. What? And I want to explain. I, I did a bit of a, a Google about um, the ghosts that appear in Ghostbusters 1 and 2 Yeah. because we get at the end of 2016 we get the Zool plug. Yeah. So it feels like they're going to go back to that territory that we know. So it turns out that Gozer comes from the Enfield poltergeist. Oh, really? Yeah. So huh. local to us. Well, local to us in London. Yeah. So it was the first poltergeist, or the one that was actually called a poltergeist. And it was 1980, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and the house in Enfield uh, had the word Gozer on the walls. And that's where Dan Aykroyd got are the name from. Well, are you talking about the Enfield poltergeist? With, yes. Um, yeah. What's his face out of Harry Potter? Not the film. No. He's talking about like Gozer was based on the, the Enfield poltergeist. Ghostbusters but, in London. Gozer is based on a London-based spirit, right? Okay. That's the preamble done. So we start... We start my film by showing the Ghostbusters in full gear, rushing out of the fire station, 
on foot because Ecto-1's fucked off. So they're rushing out the fire station on a call out, almost knocking over Kevin as he heads on inside. And we follow him in. Who's Kevin? Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah. Snake hips. Right over. So we follow him in and watch as he starts getting ready for work and he's doing dumb shit. So he makes a sandwich for the phone so that it has enough energy to ring. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> and we see him trying to follow various easily misunderstood post-it notes that tell him how to turn his PC on, etc. And then stuff starts to go a bit odd and he hears noises coming from the basement. And he goes to check it out and suddenly the room implodes and he's sucked underground as the theme music kicks in. So he goes down into the Chinese restaurant. No, no, they're, they're back in the fire station. So the end oh, of 2016, okay. they've got okay. the fire station. Okay. Um, so it's kind of in the basement where they had that in the in the original oh, films the, where they where had they, the they had device. the device trapped, yeah. Yes. Okay, you're on with you. Right, so theme music kicks in, and then we see the Ghostbusters return and find the fire station a mess with a big crack in the basement floor. But most worryingly of all, the wall is covered in some word over and over. Gozer. So Patty gets gets on her history because for some reason in this film she was history buff, kept talking about this this place was built over X place yeah. and all Which these. I should have played up more in the movie really. Yeah. But yeah, so she, she gets her history on, she begins looking into Gozer, and she finds out about the Enfield poltergeist. And they all work out that Kevin has been taken to hell to serve Gozer. And the only chance they have of rescuing him is to go to where the veil between Earth and hell is the thinnest. Hell on Earth, Enfield Town. <laughs> <laughs> so we see the Ghostbusters trying to get their equipment through customs, and we can keep with the theme from the first film. Someone can see them at the airport and go, I hope they're not flying our plane. And then they look at the camera and go, because women pilots, am I right? <laughs> that fits inside with the universe. Yep. Then, then they're in England and they fuck about for half an hour or so, filling time and ad-libbing about tea and crumpets or whatever. <laughs> Do then, they drive across Tower Bridge in a double-decker bus? On, on the wrong side of the road. And then it's they, Ecto-2 of Ford Focus. And then they get to Enfield and who do they find? It's three white men named Ashdown and Lewis. <gasps> Having and, a movie! And they're in the way of these ladies. Poor Fee, give us a cameo in the sequel that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> With us thwarted, they've finally symbolically got rid of the, the male oppressors. And we've been thwarted and they now control have control of the poltergeist house and prepare it to summon Gozer. But instead of summoning him, it goes wrong, and now Ab Abby gets sucked down. So Melissa McCarthy gets sucked down. And we find out that because both Abby and Kevin have previously been possessed by a ghost, they're now connected to hell. And what, and whatever is a movie, we'll find a way to make it make sense. So, <laughs> so now we cut to and from Abby in hell and the other Ghostbusters on Earth, trying to reverse the polarity and bring their friends back. And this allows us to go all CG and cartoony in hell with apparitions, etc. And Abby finds Kevin doing some spooky filing as now he's Gozer's secretary. And as Abby's talking to Kevin, the other Ghostbusters are done and they flip the switch. But not only are Kevin and Abby brought back, but so are all the denizens of hell. <gasps> Double gasp. So the group now all together again can only watch as... Ghosts pour forth with Gozer at their head 
and it's the all is lost moment that wasn't in the 2016 version. Thank you. And then at the corner of their eye, they spy a familiar shape. It's Ecto-1. It's come back out of hell. But now it's got super hell powers and new hell weapons. <laughs> and Holtzman approaches it, picks up a new hell edition proton pack, limited edition in stores. <laughs> she grins, cocks the gun and credits. Because there's going to be a Ghostbusters 3 where they're fucking about in London with hell people. And what's your <laughs> title? The title the Ghostbusters in London. Cool. Okay. Uh, I would watch that. You'd be in it. I would be in it. Of course <laughs> I would watch it. Uh, do you feel sober enough to do your pitch next, Lewis? Absolutely you... not. But do you want it? <laughs> I'll, I'll go next. I'll okay. Go next. Right. Okay. I wrote this pitch, Stone Cold Sober. You're going to say stone there. Stone cold fucking sober, but I'm going to read it now incredibly fucking drunk. Oh, so you do one then. I said I'll go next if you want to sober a bit more. That's how drunk I am. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go next? Sure, I'll go next. All right then. Give you a chance, mate. So Get down this water. We open with the Ghostbusters catching a particularly aggressive ghost. Uh, they talk about how the recent upsurge in ghosts and how much more violent they are becoming, like things are getting a little more aggressive with them. Uh, back at the Ghostbusters base, which is what I've put down, and it's going to be called the Ghostbusters base, uh, Patty continues her Zool research, talking about uh, all the things she found and all the mentions of a powerful demon by the same name. Smash cut, because this movie loves smash cuts. Mm -hmm. Smash cut to a new character so who's uh, a medium. told me... No, no, not Smash Mouth. <laughs> not Smash Mouth. Oh. Uh, so we cut to a Drunk. new character uh, who's who's a medium, who's a legitimate medium, who uses her, her ghost guy to scam people with psychic readings. I figure that's stupid enough to be in-universe. Like, she's a legitimate psychic with a legitimate ghost that she's fooling people to be a fake psychic, which and is a medium. And is Oscar from Ghostbusters 2? No. Oh. I, I will tell you who it is momentarily. Uh, so during one such reading, she gets uh, visited by a possessed person and attacked. And I decided that we'd have the medium played by Rebel Wilson. Oh, I mean, I, it's kind of in-universe. It's, oh, it's very in-universe. <laughs> it's so, it's so in-universe that I want a wretch. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be the booze. Hello, I'm Rebel Wilson. Look at me do stuff. <laughs> Cut back to GBHQ. Look at me in fucking night at the museum three hitting with. I'm gonna Shut hit up, this person there. with your truncheon, even though I'm a museum guard. Shut up, she's in there. I don't believe you. She is. Yeah, she's a. Uh, no, I, I don't one, care. I don't believe you. Number one, yes, there is a night at the museum three. Number two, yes, she's in it. <laughs> back to something I want to believe him. Uh, so cut back to GBHQ where we can get some more unfunny jokes are happening. Uh, maybe a section where Rick Moranis is playing a crazy person on the TV because I don't know if he got his uh, his cameo in the last one. Well, no, because he doesn't no, act he anymore. No. He's agorapho agoraphobic, yeah. I'm sure so. they dump enough money at his feet. No, I'm he, kidding. Um, he does music. Oh, does cool. He, he does. Uh, cool. He released an album called the, is it the Agoraphobic Cowboy. I think he released okay. an album called that. Oh, yeah. good on him. Fair play to him. Uh, so... Well, after that, in comes uh, the medium talking to the, the GBs, as I've, as I've put it out, about what happened. And they go looking for this guy. Uh, they find him, remove the ghost from him, but not before he warns of the coming... I've got to turn the page now. 
Not just the coming in general. Thrilling. The coming of Zool. Uh, deciding they need to prepare, they head back to the Ghostbusters base to upgrade the equipment so we get another techno babble scene. Okay. Uh, the medium leaves, deciding she wants no part of this. Uh, we'll probably get a scene where her spirit guide continue, uh, convinces her to help. Like, come on, buddy, you got to do it for the team, Rocky. For the team, Rocket. Yeah. I said Rocky, but yeah. Oh, no, I <laughs> so after the, uh, the GBs discover where Zool will appear, they head off to stop him. But as they get there, they are stopped by an army of ghosts. Another army of ghosts. Oh, scene. no. Yep. Uh, Ghostbusters fight valiantly, uh, but they can't quite just get through. And they, just when all hope is lost, the medium shows up with her own army of good ghosts to help <laughs> even the odds. So you've got Anchorman 2. Yeah. With ghosts. Yes. <laughs> Except okay. here's the thing. No one remembers what happens in Anchorman 2, so Dan's pitch is original. After fighting their way through, they make it to uh, to the, the summoning spot, just to find Zool emerging, and they fight him, and they win, and they save the day. Hooray! Okay. What's what your movie called? Ghostbusters 2, but it's spelled T-O-O. I forgot that the whole premise of our sequel pitches were that they were meant to be in universe. So pre-credits, there's an explosion and all the lady Ghostbusters die. <laughs> <laughs> One of us had to go there. <laughs> One of us had to do it. So we open the movie with a title card, much like Ghostbusters 2, 30 years later. That's all it says. No relation to anything. 30 years later. We open in a bedroom. You pan across Ghostbusters merchandise, uh, clocks, uh, posters, real Ghostbusters mo uh, cartoon toys. Uh, an alarm goes off and Haley Steinfeld pops up out of bed. I will say that I wrote this pitch before I saw Bumblebee over the weekend. And this is Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you know Bumblebee, you could probably skip. No, I wouldn't say that's that's me. She's a cool alternative teenager, vibrant hair, rock music, etc. She lives with her grandparents, Rick Moranis and Annie Potts, after her yes. parents tragically died. She heads out of the door into her cheap old card, which is done up to look like an Ecto-1. She's a Ghostbusters fan. She drives onto the streets, past the old firehouse, which is now dilapidated, and onto the streets... Of New York Town. She goes to visit Uncle Ray and Uncle Winston at the Ghostbusters' new headquarters, Ray's crappy suburban chain-link fence house in Ray's garden shed next to the Ray's garden chain-link chicken coop. Uh, in the past 30 years, they had the, the, the past 30 years haven't been kind to the Ghostbusters, as we see on a TV in Ray's shed. Winston is Winston tells him to shh. He's on TV. He's given a doc uh, interview for a documentary on the history of the Ghostbusters. Uh, this is where we get a bunch of exposition. They had a fast rise in the early nineties. They spread worldwide, licensing deals, cartoons. But after after the two thousand nine Shandor attack, thus making the video game canon, <laughs> the bottom quickly fell out. Uh, People, the people felt that the increased Ghostbusters presence correlated with the increased presence of ghosts, and and you know the destruction before nine, as of before nineteen eighty five, they felt ghosts weren't really a problem, and so the people sort of fall out of love with the Ghostbusters. 
So Ray in the shed tells Winston to turn it off that he doesn't know why he keeps giving these interviews to all these, you know, podcasts and TV shows and whatnot. And Winston replies, it's, it's brand awareness. You know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't give these interviews, then the whole Ghostbusters brand would have died out completely years ago. So the Ghostbusters, now working out of Ray's, Ray's shed, are essentially just pest control. The world accepts that, you know, ghosts exist. How could they not? Uh, mm. But, you know, with the decreased presence of the Ghostbusters, there's the decreased presence of ghosts. So these go two Ghostbusters working out of Ray's shed, um, they're mainly dealing with Class 1, maybe the occasional Class 2 floating vapors now. And Haley Steinfeld is, uh, she's, she's Marty, Marty McFly. She's a cool, but not annoying teenager. So they get a call. Uh, they've got a, a ghost version of a rat king. Going <laughs> rap. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they, they don't even need the proton packs for this. It's like a class one vapor. Uh, so they go and trap the the rat king they don't even need the proton packs they've manufactured like a proper fucking a ghost rat trap to catch this thing it's their bread and butter these days and back at base once they get back they've had a phone call somebody has spotted one single class four full body floating vapor walking through central park at night so they send Haley steinfeld off and as it's been so long, they dust off the old gear, load up, and with a splutter, the Ecto-3 trundles off into the city. And then it's night. And we get a properly spooky scene of, the, of Ray and Winston walking through Central Park in the dead of night, tracking, hunting down this class floor floating vapour. And we, you know, we see, we see it glow through the trees. But surprise, mm. sneaky Haley Steinfeld is there too. She's recording it on her I iPhone. <laughs> so the Ghostbusters catch up to the class four. Ray gives his usual blast it, and 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 they they trap the ghost in the proton packs. But it's strong. It's resisting. Uh, it's too strong. It's too strong for a class four. And the ground begins to rumble and shake. And then dozens of ghosts and ghouls burst from the ground. Ghostly joggers, muggers, horses and more. They all, they all burst out of the ground from Central Park. It's too much for Ray and Winston. Then they have to escape while being chased down. And on, they reach the other edge of the park. And they can't let, let all, these, all these ghosts spill onto the street of New York. They turn their packs on. Get ready for a last stand. And as they're readying, the ghosts dissipate. They disappear. Haley, meanwhile, still recording, is in hiding, notices this class four that summoned all the ghosts now looks weak. It's almost limping along, like it like it's like it's run out of energy. And that's when a jogger, a nighttime jogger, comes by. And terrified by what she's seen, she stops in her tracks and the class four bamps into her body, pushing this woman's own ghost straight out of her body. And the, and the class four runs off with this woman's body into the night. And confused and frightened, 
this own this own woman's ghost watches her own body run off to, into the night and you know as this as her body runs off catches sight of Haley, who's you know still recording she stops in the in the tree line goes and comforts this this brand new ghost and, and takes it in her own you know, beat up ecto one you know she made her her made her own car we'll say it's a fucking volkswagen beetle we'll say it's a bumblebee made up to look like ecto one she you know puts the ghost in her car drives to uncle ray and winston so this ghost woman explains you know explains what happened Haley shows Ray and Winston the video they have to do something uh, they've not they have to do something that they've not done before in a Ghostbusters movie they have to dance no they have to <laughs> they have to humanely dispose of a ghost because this woman this drug woman's confused she didn't choose to be a ghost she just they have to dispose of this ghost yet humanely and then the middle of the movie happens, uh, parentheses, parentheses, I had to speed up this pitch because it's taking fucking ages. <laughs> uh, we learn that the big bad guy is actually not a class four, it's a class eight. Uh, it, it's something they've not dealt with before. It, it's, it has the ability to force people's astral forms out of their bodies, drain their shells, their human forms for energy, and when strong enough, it can summon the dead. And if it sees you, if it spots you, makes eye contact with you, then it knows you. So we have a scene in uh, at the Central Park Fountain where we figure out the reason for the Class 8. Uh, the reason the Class 8 was at Central Park that night was because it was going to open the rift. Uh, the rift is weak. And he was going to open it, fully flooding the world with ghosts. So Ray and Winston don their packs, don their harnesses, dip into the ghost dimension through the Central Park Fountain before Haley pulls them out. That's middle of the movie stuff. Mm -hmm. And then in a quiet sit-down scene later on in the movie, quiet, spooky sit-down scene, the class eight goes to in in some other human's body, goes to Haley's house. And offers her grandparents, who are Louis Tully and um, Janine, uh, Rick Moranis and Annie Potts. Yeah. Gives them the chance to be a family again. If they willingly give up their bodies, it will reunite them as ghosts with Hayley Steinfeld's parents, her mum and dad, and Rick Moranis' and Annie Potts' children, Hayley Steinfeld's mum and dad. It will, it will make them a family again. Yeah, as ghosts. And then... Casper the Friendly Ghost is already a film. Sh shut up. There's about 15 paragraphs left. <laughs> and Fuck. Then in a true, in a true act of heroism, like we've never seen before, Lewis Tully grabs his proton pack from Ghostbusters 2 that he never bothered to return, grabs his proton pack from the closet, and shoots this ghost. And for his troubles... He is killed. Rick Moranis is killed when the ghost bamps through him. So the middle of the movie happens. Louis, uh, Louis gives Haley Steinfeld his, as a ghost, he gives Haley Steinfeld his jumpsuit and his proton pack uh, because he had the body of a teenage girl in Ghostbusters 2 and Janine thought it was a sexy look. 
That's why she married him. <laughs> because she likes the look of a teenage girl. Uh, and we send we send Lewis Tully into we take Lewis Tully back back to uh, Ray's shed, and we send him to storage. We send him to the ghost storage dimension in in Ray's shed. Mm. And then there's a loud crack and bang from the shed, and we all burst out, and we see the New York skyline is lit up and bleeding ghosts into the sky and our heroes all despair like oh shit it's class 8 it's done what it wanted to do it released it's, it's opened the rift it's released all the ghosts into the sky and the heroes despair they suit up when there's another bang from inside the shed and the containment unit opens and all suited up with their proton packs they take aim and outbursts Rick Moranis Louis He's like, guys, guys, look who I found. An outburst, the jogger lady from earlier. Venkman, <laughs> Egon, Egon, by the way, Howard Ramis is not CGI. He has restored negatives from unused archive footage. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, uh, Peter Cushing was the best princess there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally natural face. Working to these those limitations, but he looks... Correct. Uh, and they all burst out, as do Haley Steinfeld's parents. And we have a touching moment where they're all reunited in the shed. Ven- Jim and Jamantha Steinfeld. So Venk- <laughs> Venkman, Bill Murray, Ghost Bill Murray, explains that Egon had installed an emergency escape from inside the ghost containment unit. Should it ever be needed? Which it was. Lewis Tully. That's convenient. Well, yeah. Lewis Tully, who's dead, went in there, found them all, said, Hold shit, guys, some shit stuff's going down. Let's get out of there and help them. So, yes, fuck you, Ashley. I thought why, about why it. It was needed. They, why weren't they released with all the other ghosts? Because they didn't send a ghost in the, con- the con- containment unit who knew what the fuck was going on. Lewis Tully, Lewis Tully was a ghostbuster. I've thought about this shit. Don't fucking test me. So. <laughs> They all escape, the emergency escape from the containment unit. Uh, the, 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 li- the living explain the situation to the dead, and Egon has an idea. Bursting out of the shed doors uh, are Ecto-4, Haley's old banger that looks like a Ecto-car, and a ghost version of Ecto-1, because ghost vehicles are canon. Mm-hmm. S- if you don't believe me, the Titanic showed up in fucking Ghostbusters too. So yeah, that, up. no, you're right. Uh, they're all covered in Faraday cages, which are made from Ray's uh, uh, fence and Ray's chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> that is called Chekhov's chicken coop. <laughs> you show a chicken coop in Act One; it's got to be used as a Faraday cage in Act Three. <laughs> so they all drive into the city, which is now infested with ghosts Ray and Venkman uh, sorry no Ray and Winston drive Ecto-4 Ghost Venkman Egon Lewis and Janine they're in Ecto-1 the ghost version of and Haley Steinfeld and her ghost parents are in what we're calling Ecto-5 yes actually is the ghost jogger just jogging along 
No, she's in one of the extra cards. Who gives a fuck? She's just a side character. She I was lines. wondering why she's sticking around. She hasn't got any lines. She was just there. Um, so Haley Steinfeld and her parents, Ecto-5. And the reason they're all covered in Ray's chain link fence and chicken coop uh, is because with the flip of a switch, the proton packs that they've put on the roof of the cars fire and cover the cars in a swirling undulating yellow and blue uh, proton stream they've attached the proton packs to the top of the cars yeah so as they drive through the streets of New York they're wrangling ghosts and as they drive and they're all sticking to the cars that they drive along hundreds and thousands of ghosts and it looks super fucking cool but it's not enough the ghosts keep pouring out of the rift in Central Park at the Central Park Fountain and the class 8 ghost you know that has control of everything is directing them to stop the ghostbusters so you know venkman and egon explain the only way to stop it is by closing the rift and sealing it forever the only way to do that is to cross the streams from the other side of the rift it will reverse the pull and drag every ghost not in containment back to the other side permanently so we we got all emotional you know Haley having to lose her parents again after having just reunited with them Ray losing the Ghostbusters business are we gonna have forever. a toy soldiers twist Janine losing Louis <laughs> Janine losing Louis uh, forever you know big emotions is what I'm saying but it's it's the only way. So they all head towards Central Park from th- three different directions. And at the last minute, the living people, Haley, Ray, Winston, they all they all jump out of the cars, which Ecto-1s, Ecto-4, Ecto-5, they all smash into each other with their proton packs, smash into each other into the Class 8, wrangling him and dragging him down into the rift at the Central Park Fountain, which explodes in a beam of light. The streams cross, the energy packs explode, and all the ghosts that are swarming New York get sucked back in. We see Slimer briefly as they get sucked back in and the rift seals for good. And everything's quiet. And we fade to black. And we fade back up again six months later at Columbia University. Yeah. Columbia University. The university that kicked out the Ghostbusters in the first movie. Ray and Winston, they're guests of honour at the opening of a permanent exhibition honouring the heroism of the Ghostbusters Haley, Janine, and Sigourney Weaver, they're all in the audience. Winston receives an honorary doctorate. The exhibition has the original Ghostbusters sign, all five jumpsuits, you know, Ray, Venkman, Winston, Egon, Lewis Tully. They have their slime shooters from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> they have photos, etc., etc. They've opened up this exhibition for the in honor of the Ghostbusters. Winston has an honorary doctorate from Columbia University. Ray gets, gets up 
to give a speech that nicely wraps up the movie and rounds off the entire Ghostbusters series as a whole. And that, 30 paragraphs later, 1,447 words, is my pitch for Ghostbusters 3, Ghostbusters Harder. <laughs> oh, you had to use your, your harder clause. Yeah, after all that, I couldn't think of a fucking title. So your sequel to Ghostbusters 2016 is Ghostbusters 3, Ghostbusters Harder. Yep. <laughs> right, well, thank you for the pictures. I think we all did a good job. When this goes out, please vote on the, the Twitter for who has the best pitch, your favourite one. You can find us over on Full Starts Pod. Yep. Uh, you can... Uh, that's on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you Hurry can... Up. <laughs> you can find you can uh, just google us uh, for the full starts podcast and you'll find us on all your your favorite your podcasting uh, thingies and Apps, who's twitter youtube at twitter, old episodes youtube it's old episodes on youtube we're on twitter you can find yep. us and stuff like yep. podomatic yep. spotify blah 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 yep. who's the next pitch Me. next pick it's ashley what are you picking i've quickly. got a few things to say so go go no. i'm fine. do it quickly fine all right Hurry up. right the, the film we're gonna watch is leon good cool and <laughs> I'm going to go through February releases. No. No, we don't <laughs> You're going to do pick that. one really quickly. That, that's when we do the modern movie. Oh, okay. We're watching Leon. Okay, let's say bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye everybody. I'm bye. piss over the mixer. Bye, bye. everyone. <laughs>